Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me for the 100th time is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? We made it. We did indeed. We never thought it would happen, did we? Could, can you believe it? <laughs> 100 episodes. That is such a nice uh, milestone to hit, isn't it? Like, It's crazy. Imagine yeah. like three or four years ago when we was like, bro, we should do a podcast. Yeah. like, <laughs> like Now we're 100 deep. I know. And could you imagine what number would be on if we'd actually started it when we originally intended to as well? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. Um, welcome to episode 500 exactly like that would be crazy uh, we'll get there one day we'll get there one day but for now we're just there yeah. with a modest 100 which is great um so yeah we, obviously this is a big sort of celebration episode uh, that we've been teasing for a while um our sort of main bulk of the show as you can tell from sort of the title and if you listen to our last episode we're gonna be talking a lot about rob zombie um and his sort of filmography i mean we did for 99 other episodes (laughs) that's a a really good point yeah why Um, not one more yeah exactly it'd be shame to break tradition at this point um so yeah we're gonna be doing like a sort of list like our best of episodes if you listen to those where we sort of rank his uh films and and in our own personal opinion um at the end of the show as well we're gonna we asked we reached out to you guys on twitter and asked for sort of questions and comments and your favorite rob zombie movies and there's a whole bunch of you guys that contributed so thanks for that um and we'll get to that at the end of the show um but first we usually open with the news um there is a few news items that i think are interesting but i'll put them for next week um because we just wanted to talk about like the one big uh, news story which of course is fright fest um fright fest 2018 mm, exciting, man. yeah it is indeed we finally got that lineup announcement um which is pretty cool that we were waiting on um that was that was on the thursday wasn't it when it was kind of the whole wave of information happened um so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you guys have either already checked out if you're interested of course the tickets went on sale uh that weekend so fingers crossed that you've already got yours because they pretty much been selling like crazy um we've already got ours haven't we yeah man cannot wait cannot yeah. wait like it's um it's crazy to just get that many movies in one day like yeah who the hell knows what we're gonna see um i'm trying <laughs> to go in a little bit more blind this year just because i think why the hell not i'm gonna be watching these movies it's just fun to just see the credits roll and have no idea what to expect yeah definitely there's, there's a couple that, that are kind of you know i do know about and i'm really excited to see those yeah the, the um, ranger i'm really excited for that kind of opening night yeah the ranger's <clears> the opening <throat> movie um so yeah we're yeah. gonna be going on the thursday and the friday um this year so so two days um so yeah f- f- in regards to the show like we don't really know how we're going to cover it yet we need to work that out closer to the mm. event because obviously we're going to be seeing about eight or nine different movies over two days um yeah usually we see one one a week so it's going to be a little bit different <laughs> um yeah i feel like we might actually do like a one or you know two or three part special where we just talk about them it depends really what we see you know last last year we saw a couple that kind of were, were more flagship films in our minds so we, we dedicated an episode to the to the one film but we yeah. might we might kind of talk about a couple yeah definitely um so yeah like you say I'm, I'm definitely excited for a lot of these like um you know going in we didn't really know what to expect it, it was pretty funny because we talked about last week of course last week's movie um incident in a ghost land <laughs> i know um, and i literally said it last week man yeah you did it was like oh this would be a great movie at fright fest and then lo and behold it's a fright fest we'll see you there um yeah it's funny because it's when we're going as well so um 
you know it's we, we get a chance to see it on the big screen if we want or we could go see a different movie so we'll have to see about that one but um it is funny that it's there i'm, I'm really glad you know we, we talked about it last week I'm, I'm really glad as well we didn't go into spoilers now um mm. because a lot of people are going to get to see this movie for the first time and yeah it's a, it's a fantastic movie so you guys have got yeah. that one to look forward to for sure um yeah and like you said listen to last week's show because it was spoiler free yeah so uh give you a little tease for the upcoming fright fest definitely we didn't um, even know we were doing a fright fest preview show <laughs> yeah um it, it's so <clears> funny <throat> with fright fest like obviously they're showing so many different movies and so many of these are like premieres and stuff um because i was looking through our last uh, obviously last year when we went i was i was reading through yeah. the little like uh catalog that you get with it where it shows right, all the okay. films and yeah. um we ended up covering something like i think it was nine films that were covered at last year's fright fest christ really um and of course two it was only two of them that we actually saw at fright fest um because last year's closing movie was tragedy girls um nice. which we obviously saw earlier this year and really enjoyed so it's funny how like it all happens now at fright fest but then over the course of the next year or so these movies are actually going to get released um yeah so I know, I think it's I crazy think it's so cool like to, to see this but um well yeah. i don't even know if that's the one of the films we saw is is even out yet yeah that's psychopaths like, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah psychopaths i don't even know if that that's even got it released might have yet, done. Like... yeah it might have done yeah. this year um but yeah, like I said, I'm definitely excited for a few of these. Like the first day, this seems really stacked because you got the yeah, Ranger definitely. and then Summer of '84, and both of those movies seem to be really cool. Yeah, um, I'm really pumped for both those. Yeah, that that was like the main reason why we definitely ended up going on the Thursday again because those two movies both look great. Um, so yeah, let us know what what your thoughts are on the on the sort of the lineup. Um, what your plans are like what, what days you're going on a lot of you guys are crazy and go to all five days um, <laughs> which we would love to do at some point but that would be a lot of films <laughs> especially for someone who you know we try and cover it for the show like that would be really hard to do um yeah i think that's a problem we, we'd almost become oversaturated for the show at that point yeah because if i was just going as a pure content. fan yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. um yeah and also we'd be talking you know briefly about like you say we covered nine films last year from yeah. fright fest if we just see all those in a three-day window we're not going to give them the coverage that they need and no. what we need to do for our show exactly um and worth mentioning as well it's cool to see upgrade is getting a little screening <clears throat> during this festival yeah, cool. um, movie, definitely movie that i'm very very excited for um, I, I believe that's like only a couple of days before its uk release as well but it's nice to it's see it's not far is it yeah um so yeah, like I say, I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about Fright Fest. Sort of <laughs> we will indeed. So still a little bit. We'll of time see you there, away. guys. Yeah, we'll. And see if you, you don't there. see us, check us out on the uh, Fright Fest documentary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we should be at the end of that one. A little, we? little tease. Excited to check that one out as well. That's on the Saturday morning. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I say, we'll we'll definitely be talking more about Fright Fest in the future. Um, our last little bit of sort of news prior to our you know our ranking, as it were. Um, we we of course couldn't go an episode, especially episode 100, without talking about the uh, the hype train. Um, I mean, it's the Rob Zombie episode. We need some Rob Zombie news. Exactly. It's so funny how like he he really has a knack of just putting out these little tidbits to like keep people interested um it's funny because like i feel like it's going to go very cold soon obviously with him touring um but even to the point in the last couple of weeks where i felt like oh we definitely don't need to talk about free from hell for a while and it actually has been relevant stuff um and this bit of news which i, I thought was really interesting because it's something that we definitely talked about on the show um of course talking about like returning actors and characters you know post devils um apart from you know three main characters which we assumed died um it mm. seemed like there wasn't a huge amount of characters that you really could bring back from that movie um mm. that weren't dead and definitely one of the guys that i was talking about to you especially because we already saw uh, 
Danny Trejo be confirmed as one of the one of the leads. Um, of course, he is part of the Unholy Two in the Devil's Rejects, um, with the other one of the two, as it were, um, Billy Ray Snapper, um, aka Diamond Dallas Page. Um, of course, the one and only. You know, where is he? Like, he hasn't been talked about mm. in this movie at all. And and I'm a huge DDP fan, and I loved his performance in Devils. I loved those two together as well. Oh, those two rapport. together were great. Yeah, exactly. And and um. Basically, all we've got is a, a tweet, which, uh, interestingly enough, has since been deleted. Um, <laughs> so take that for what it's worth. But I'll, I'll just assume that this is correct anyway. But uh, yeah, from DDP's official Twitter account, he said the following. Um, Talked with Rob Zombie about Free From Hell and Billy Ray Snapper just didn't fit into the story. Um, Danny Trejo is going to be the unholy one this time around. I am pumped to see it and you should be too. Um mm. So yeah, it was, yeah, very interesting to see. Obviously, I'm very disappointed. Like I wanted him to be in this movie, even if it was just a small cameo. Um, mm. You know, with it being deleted, who knows? Maybe there was a change of heart, and he just—I don't know. It seems it seems weird as well. Like, like you say, they were the the unholy two or whatever. Mm. Like, you know, they they came as a duo. They were very much a duo in the movie. You know, yeah. they were two two kind of hit guns for hire that that worked together at all times. So, yeah. unless they're just gonna like you know ddp's character has just died between whatever happens like mm. it's interesting to see what they do this movie's in such an interesting place i guess you know we think it's probably gonna be a prison movie so maybe yeah. only one of them got caught and yeah. you can just reference that the other one's out there um, yeah it'd be funny if he even said like oh snapper ratted on me or something like yeah that, exactly you know? yeah you know there's it, it really depends what where this movie is going to be primarily set because mm. I still, I don't know if I believe that it's going to be, you know, primarily in a prison. That just really? seems such a departure. Yeah. I don't know. I really I think it know. will be. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting. I do like the fact of the tweet where he said, like, he did at least talk with Rob about it. Um, because it just seemed like, oh, maybe he just wasn't ever in Rob's thoughts and DDP never mm. got the call and, and didn't know anything. But at least if, if he's saying he's talked to mm. Rob about it, I think that's great. So that's really cool. Because yeah. I'm glad that he at least acknowledged his, his character from that movie. Because like I say, I was a huge fan of it for sure. Um... And so, yeah, because other, other than that, it's like there really isn't any stone that hasn't been unturned at this point, you know, in regards to characters or actors um, mm. from either Devils or like like you say, the, the Rob kind of, Zombie's back catalog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which we're about to talk about. But, you know, he's gained a lot of these different actors from other films that we really enjoyed the performances of. You know, it does feel like a Rob Zombie greatest hits, as it were. So um, I still don't know if this movie's real, man. No, it sounds too good, too good to be true, doesn't it? <laughs> Especially for like our show as well. Yeah, like, I think he's just made thing. it for our podcast. Like, yeah, just for the hype. <laughs> I feel like we might get the premiere of it. Like, there's an outside chance. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not a fright fest, so I mean, you know, where else is he going to show? It? Exactly. Who's going to give him more love? <laughs> um, so, shall we talk about uh, this week's main topic? Let's talk about more Rob. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the ranking of Rob Zombie. So to give a little bit of context to this list, so this is um, mm. Rob's sort of seven feature movies, as it were. 
Um, his directorial credits include mostly a lot of different music productions, um, right. either music videos for his own music or other people's or like his live shows. So we're obviously not including any of that stuff. I cannot um, believe his live shows get him director credits. I know, it is funny. Um, there is two things I wanted to bring up in regards to little side notes. Um, the main one being that he did, of course, direct um, a fake trailer in Grindhouse, um, <laughs> which is the Werewolf Women of the SS. Um, have to give him credit for that because it is amazing uh, if people haven't checked it out um it's really fascinating as well because i remember at the time rob talked a lot about how like he filmed way too much footage for this like yeah. like about an hour's worth i of really thought he was gonna make it 100 percent. like i can't believe this wasn't a project that he ever did you know he had the characters there the actors the tone and everything and i, I definitely feel like if if grindhouse had taken off the way that a lot of people thought mm. it would have done this movie would have been in the bag for sure i think all the fake trailers really probably would have been made yeah. um you know, obviously Machete ended up did, gonna, did being made. I was going to say, some would say more than enough got made. <laughs> well, they're all fantastic. Like, obviously, mm. we we can't talk I about really Grindhouse right now. I Thanksgiving to get made. Yeah, Thanksgiving was the one as well. Where was that like, was the one. Eli Roth I got teased. Really, I got yeah. teased so much. Eli Roth talked a lot about that. I think, obviously, the other one that we haven't discussed was Edgar Wright's Don't. Um, I think that was clearly just a trailer. Like, that was never meant to be a movie. Yeah. Um, but I think there was definitely enough in Thanksgiving and definitely Werewolf as well. Um, yeah. So, like I say, very surprised that he kind of didn't do any more with that um definitely yeah the only other credit worth mentioning is he did direct an episode of csi miami <laughs> we're, um, we're also not ranking that one no uh neither of us have seen it um i nope. never watched the show and i have zero intention on ever watching it but i thought i'd just bring it up <laughs> fair play um, fair so play. yeah seven movies um there's only one place to start really isn't there at the bottom yeah so i'm gonna say our least favorite rob zombie movie that's i think that's a better way of phrasing it (laughs) (laughs) um because of a lot of these movies we are very big fans of you know even some that are lower down um yeah this first one this is gonna be an interesting one (laughs) yeah 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 we might have to move on from this one we might have to draw a line in the sand but we we start with 2009's halloween 2 Mm. um maybe a little bit controversial from We've, we've, we've seen some love on it on our Twitter feed. Yeah, um, I'm really curious going into this ranking what people expect this to be. Um, yeah, it's it's difficult because, I mean, what I would say as well, um, you know, we rewatched every one of his movies before doing this list. Yeah. So we didn't do this list cold. We no. did our homework. Um, and this is one that we've talked about on the show. And, you know, you, you've kind of expressed your, your dislike for this movie. Yeah. Um, I've never defended it, but I've never been as actively angry as you. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, if I just briefly kind of say, like, you know, w- watching this again, um, the opening is so, like, strong mm. um, with the the hospital scene. And kind of we, we get reintroduced to Laurie, like, straight after the first movie. The hospital scene with, like, all her injuries and, like, her just hooked up to the machines is so brutal and um, so well done. Um, And I was – and, like, watching this movie, I was just like, this movie's fantastic. Like, (laughs) what the hell's going on? And then it just – as soon as we get to Laurie modern day, it nosedives and it never recovers. And it gets worse and worse. And to its credit, it continues to get worse right up to the final scene. Yeah, like really it, it goes downhill constantly. Mm. Um, one of the things that I want to kind of mention is that um, I think Rob has a problem with writing female characters. Um, I found pretty much every female character in this movie to be unbelievable mm. and just eccentric. Um you know, obviously we have characters like Baby that is, um, you know, an exaggeration 
of you know not not obviously in this movie but you know in his other movies but she's an exaggeration um if the female characters are kind of you know somewhat major i just find so much of their dialogue and so much of just everything that they kind of do unbelievable mm. um and, and i think that is a problem like rob Strance is definitely in his villain writing yeah. um than, than in his um you know writing of characters but in in particular i just find his female characters to be just completely off the pace yeah i mean d- definitely to add to that as well like i agree with that and it's interesting because um one of my biggest pet peeves about this movie is the use of Sherry Moon Zombie. Um, yeah. Obviously, she's in all of his movies, and that's something that a lot of people bring up as kind of a negative aspect. I, I don't think it is at all, apart from this movie, because I think mm. that she really serves a role really well. And obviously, it's, it's something we're going to talk about in the rest of these movies. Um, but as a side note, you know, Halloween, I think mm. that is probably um his best written female character um is uh, michael's mum in that movie and, and we'll, we'll touch mm. upon that more when we get to halloween um yeah. but to go from that to then what she is in this movie which is completely irrelevant she should not be in this movie full stop like there is no yeah. argument i'll listen to that says there's any reason for sherry to be in this movie at all um then when you combine that with the fact that she's used in these like weirdly like ghostly haunting dream sequences that are littered throughout the movie um which first of all are all atrocious um they get worse and worse throughout the movie and they become way more egregious throughout the movie um yeah you talk about the hospital scene which is really great but the the first the start of this movie Mm, is a a flashback to share which actually to to be fair i think that's probably the only way i'd allow sherry in this movie is that one opening scene if it was a a scene that they they had shot in the original sort of halloween as like a little throwback and then she's just yeah that would have been cool that would have been well cool exactly that would have been okay but the fact that it's not and then the fact that of course one of my other massive problems is the recasting of young michael myers um i read a bit about this after it and like it just seemed like they said that uh dake who played him a young michael in the first movie who again it's it's hard to talk about a sequel first because they don't want to talk about halloween too much (laughs) um but obviously i i think he's exceptional in halloween and they didn't bring him back pretty much because they thought he'd age too much um which of course does happen with child actors but i just think that's such a bullshit reason but but the thing is not not to get hampered down on it too much Mm. he is in prison from when he's or in the 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 institute from when he's a young child to an adult yeah so the scene that was shot yes it would have been nice if he looked the same age as what we kind of picture him when he was first put there but the, yeah. there's years past yeah, that we it, don't see. they could have easily explained why he looks older yeah they had they have a window from when he's like what eight until a grown man Mm. so like i just i just don't buy it like i just it's, so yeah, it's a it, terrible decision that's unforgivable really for this movie definitely like you say yeah. and from that first scene <clears throat> on when you see that then it's littered throughout the movie it gets way way worse from there mm. um i think like the movie as itself is is his worst written movie because it's so yeah. disjointed it has these like three big things that are going on and, and none of them feel connected at all you like you have laurie who again i think is atrocious in this movie it goes against everything that i thought she was great in his remake um she's just really living her life there's so many things about laurie that don't make sense like we really could just talk about it forever like the fact that she has like a charles manson poster on a wall yeah um, there's all these little things and, and lots of scenes with her are a nightmare like she has dreams where she's killing annie and it's shot like a music video where it's really like sped up and jump scary and just not interesting at all it reminds me of like if a guy who was a musician who did music videos like say for instance like a marilyn manson i'm not picking on him i'm just using him as an example but if someone yeah. like him then went into the film world that's the type of thing i'd expect him yeah to make. It, it seems like 
it seems like his first you know this this is you know his it seems like his first attempt and it would just yeah. be like yeah this guy just he's only good at these crazy disjointed music videos yeah for a guy who'd made three movies prior to this and we'll obviously talk about how much we enjoy those three movies but like this feels so amateurish compared to his yeah. work by far um, also michael is a massive issue in this movie because yeah. he he doesn't wear his mask for approximately 80 percent of the film yeah um and he's and one the, of the three things like, i was talking about as well it just feels so disjointed you, in this yeah. film why do you have why do you have why do you make a michael myers movie and not cash in on michael myers mm. you know it would just be like having a you know freddy krueger movie and just have him play fred krueger before the burns just like oh yeah we don't want we don't want him to have the cool glove and look like freddy krueger yeah he just looked like a generic big dude with long hair looked like a generic rob zombie character yeah it was is a real frustration this one i think um well, I was going to say as well, like the the yeah. other aspect of those three things is Loomis, who who was great in the first movie again, and mm-hmm. he's just so irrelevant and terrible in this movie. Like they they make him look like such a fool, and they really go against how I feel about his character in the first movie. Where like I genuinely felt like he did care for Michael, and he wasn't mm. just a guy that was making a quick buck and like yeah, yes, he sold books and all this stuff. But I feel like there was a genuine careness there, and <clears throat> they throw that away completely in this movie. They really like. Uh, like hammer down on the fact that yeah he's just this prick that wanted to make money um and he didn't really care about michael and oh look your the blood of the victims is on your hands loomis and he's just like taking the brunt yeah. of all this criticism and then he just ends up seeing michael and then just dies like it's yeah. so unsatisfying like him and annie the fact that they brought them both back when when in reality if you watch halloween it, it kind of seemed like both those characters died um yeah i don't think so much annie but definitely loomis yeah and so for them to bring them back and just to be completely yeah. irrelevant is so bad and like say the ending of this movie like i've seen it multiple times now i still don't know what he was going for at all um apart no. from the fact that i think he'd seen psycho a few many times and thought that's a sick ending and somehow tried to yeah. tap that onto a halloween movie and it just didn't work at all um and yeah i think as well the, the one thing that i'm really disappointed like this is my most disappointing movie of all time um i remember when we first saw this when it came out in 2009 um we went to the cinema together and i was so mm. devastated like post it like i'd never seen a movie that was a sequel to a movie that i'd loved that failed so horribly and yeah. also a movie from a director that i loved that failed so horribly um and i think as well like the the legacy of rob zombie's halloween which again we'll get to um but i think it's such yeah, it a gets, shame it gets dampened yeah huge like this this is yeah. the movie i think that everyone remembers both movies to be and that's just such yeah. a shame you know a real real shame mm-hmm. so, yeah. we'll move on from it though yeah that's all i have to say about this movie yeah. um <laughs> it's only up yeah, from here so, because i don't it's yeah, the only exactly. it's the only movie it's the only that movie that i disliked <laughs> yeah um next on the list is one that neither of us had seen going into no. this list um which is quite you know amazing considering how much we talk about rob zombie yeah um but this is el super bisto yeah, the whole um, world of El Super Beast. Yeah, I was going to say, to give it its full name. Um, yeah, 2009 also, yeah. the haunted world of El Super Beasto. He was on fire that year. Um, oh, absolutely on fire. I mean, you know, <laughs> bottom two on our list. Um, so, I mean, you know, this, this movie is crazy. Um, mm. You know, it's not I, – I don't watch these sorts of, you know, films. Um, so, you know, this is probably the first feature that I've probably ever watched. Um do you mean like a feature cartoon or yeah, yeah yeah like i was trying to think if i have watched like a feature length cartoon was before, like a south I mean, park but... movie yeah oh yeah yeah true true you're right um yeah so the odd one um but this this just movie from start to finish is batshit crazy mm. i had i had no idea what was going on from scene to scene but in a good way like in an endearing way yeah um i love the music 
I love the soundtrack. Um, some of the songs were just stuck in my head for days yeah. after I watched this. Um, you know, the, Sherry's character when she's introduced and her song was just incredible. Um, and when she's being chased by the Nazi zombies, um, it's just so funny and so weird. Um, it was it was all over the place. And when you strip it down, like the story is just dumb, but like likably dumb. Mm. Um, you know, I enjoyed it from kind of all the way through, and and in and also it just was like splattered with horror movie references, which I really appreciated. Yeah, um, I did not know that going in. I wasn't expecting it, and just like you know, you get to the bar and we see like Jack from The Shining, and it's just like all these cool references constantly throughout this movie. I just um. You know, I you know it, it's definitely not a movie that I'm gonna like probably ever watch again. Mm. But I enjoyed it while it was on. Like it was a it was a weird, crazy ride. Yeah, I definitely agree because it is a, like a purely taste thing. Where you know this yeah. movie, the genre of this one is like these adult animated films, which mm. in recent times have have had a massive resurgence. Like, of course, that style of animation has been around for a while. You know, Ren and Stimpy, South Park, all these different things. But mm. in the last sort of five years, I think with the rise of like Netflix and stuff, there yeah. are so many of these like um, comedies which are purely focused, uh, you know, animated comedies that are purely focused on an adult audience. And I think this something like this would do really well in today's market, like way more yeah, so than it would have so, done yeah. nine years ago. Um, like, but like you say, for me personally, I don't watch any of it. Like I've seen <clears throat> no. all these shows. I hear about the references of Rick and Morty and um, that Horseman or whatever, BoJack Horseman on Netflix and all these yeah. different shows. But they just, they just, it's just not what I'm into. Um, yeah, same. So, so going into this, it was like, oh, I already know this isn't something I'm massively into. And it, like you say, I thought it was good. Like there was some, there was some funny bits for sure. Um, but I think a lot of it. It was it was just like it's so quick like it's just joke 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 and so even if like one out of ten is funny that's that's a fairly you're still laughing um mm. even though i'm not laughing at majority of the jokes like by far um, yeah and it is just like it's this weird film man like it, the blend the, the one thing that i thought early on was that the scenes do just blend into each other it's not like a very yeah. much like a this scene starts and this scene ends it's just like it just goes and goes and goes and goes to the well point i did like, i did kind of zone about? out yeah i i did zone out for like five minutes and mm. i was just like jesus christ what 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 is going on like what 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 did i just miss and i'm like ah it doesn't matter yeah there's no <laughs> way to pick that back up as well like, no if you, if you figure, no. like lose track of what's going on for like say two minutes you're in a completely different location with completely different characters yeah. and all that stuff and that's something that i did I like, like. Oh, okay you're fighting a devil now that's yeah. fine that's fine <laughs> exactly um but yeah like i say for someone who's this isn't my taste at all mm. I, I found it perfectly serviceable i enjoyed it for what it is and yeah it's, yeah. it's something that i'd never watch again definitely um, definitely so yeah uh, I feel you gonna like, go next? Yeah, I feel I feel like we're definitely getting into the meat of the list now. Um, yeah, this next one's an interesting one because I, I, it's probably the movie you know apart from uh, the last one because we'd never seen it, but one of the ones that we haven't really talked about a huge amount on the show or ever referenced. Mm. Um, it's the Lords of Salem, um, which was a really fascinating movie when it came out. This is kind of post, obviously, when when Rob had the, uh, you know, his original two movies, getting the Halloween movies, yeah. and then post Halloween had two, the midlife crisis that yeah, was Halloween two, where it was like and El what Super a, Bisto. <laughs> yeah, he was like, you know, there, that was one of his biggest gaps really as a filmmaker prior to releasing yeah. Lords, and and so that was really interesting because that was like this is the return of Rob for the first time essentially of him coming back. Um, and yeah. going into this movie, I remember when we first watched this, um, like you you got it and mm. we watched it i feel like i'd have probably only watched it then and then now so probably only ever seen this movie two times in total mm. um 
really kind of what I felt at the time is how I feel now. Like, I think it starts super strong. Mm. Um, a really, like, intriguing mystery setup and really well written as well. Like, I can tell that post, like, Halloween, he really pulled back and was like, no, I need to actually find a story that I care about again, which I think is really cool. Yeah, um, definitely. And, like, I think a really well... cool setting as well. When you say well written, like, I think it's his best written characters yeah. all round um in any of his movies probably like all of the characters were very believable yeah um you know i thought heidi which is obviously sherry's character was um really well done she carried the movie really well mm. um the the kind of um he's not like a doctor like the researcher guy that, mm. that is on her t- a radio yeah. show yeah uh, like you know him actually being like a normal character like i expected him to go home and have like a you know charles manson picture on the wall or something but like you know he he was a normal you know guy played the role that he was you know and like you know even like loomis was a bit kind of eccentric but Mm. like every one of them um both the both the other djs kind of jeff daniel phillips um and ken for were were amazing yeah as well that was the one thing that massively stood out to me rewatching this was the you know it's not one of my favorite rob movies but it, it feels so different to all of his other movies mm. i feel like pretty much all of them like the other six follow this very similar template of like if you yeah. like a rob movie you know there are going to be parts about it that you at least somewhat enjoy and you're obviously going to enjoy some more than others but they all follow that similar rob like template and like this mm. movie really doesn't like like say and especially yeah. the characters and also the dialogue the dialogue it doesn't yeah. have that rob dialogue of like no. you know a lot of people when they only saw, like, only Halloween. the scene in the church with the vicar was the only yeah. time i was like oh christ it's rob yeah He's back and exactly. then, then it went then it went back to normal yeah and that kind of was like it kind of turns out it's like a dream sequence almost. Yeah. i mean yeah that is definitely the one scene where it's like oh here's here's like a rob written character <laughs> it's like i had to do it i've just been writing for like you know i've, I've written an, an hour and 40 minute movie i've got to at least get in 30 seconds of rob exactly so i think that's really interesting like rewatching this now and especially in the context of all of his movies that was something that mm. i really appreciated it was like man rob really like um you know showed off some different sides to him that i didn't think yeah. he had like uh you know i really thought the early on like cinematography the way he kind of uh shows like these haunted hallways and where heidi's living um and that creeping tension was really well done oh and the the when when the the lord's track is played and yeah. then like you know heidi is now we're like what what's happened to heidi and when you keep going back to her apartment and there's the witches in there mm. those jump scares work so well the scenes yeah. are terrifying um and like probably probably like some of the scariest things that is actually in any of his movies in mm. terms of like just straight up scares um yeah i was thinking i loved well. it yeah. yeah, I loved it. I thought it, it was terrifying. It's interesting because, again, it, what it reminds me in, in El Superbisto is that this almost feels like a little bit ahead of its time as well, where this type of movie that is does have jump yeah. scares, which, of course, is all the rage now, but also um, has Witchy. this really mental ending, like a, a really mm. off-the-rails ending. You know, movies we've talked about recently, like Hereditary um, and these sort of films. I feel like there's a lot of that type of stuff now that people really, really enjoy. And this was like, yeah, yeah. this was five years ago. Which we weren't yeah. seeing a huge amount of that then, which I thought was really interesting rewatching it. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the three witches as well. Amazing. Like, I'd completely yeah. forgotten about their characters. I love yeah. all three of them so much. I could have had an entire movie of those three. Um, yeah, they but, were fascinating whenever they were on screen. Yeah, they really stole the show for me. Like, rewatching it, I, I forgot how good they were. Um, th- mm. Definitely a few disappointments. Like, one of my major criticisms of this movie, rewatching it, um, and I feel like this was intentional from Rob as well, but it's something that I personally just don't like, is that Heidi, as a lead character, um, towards, like, once she plays the record, 
record and then and then the movie starts going into what it's really about she has zero agency on what happens at all um mm-hmm. it, the, the movie goes along at a pace and she's just there as a passenger and obviously there are a lot of like um different messages with drug use which i'd forgot about as well yeah um and like rehabilitation and, and all of this sort of stuff and i think it is interesting i definitely think it's a uh like you say i think it's a point that he was trying to make yeah and something I think like so. as a movie watcher having the lead character who'd been in a vast majority of the scenes just kind of like ghost her way through the second half of the movie i felt was like slightly disappointing it's it's weird because there is like you said there is no backwards and forward she she submits to it instantly yeah and then it's just a matter of time um Mm. and that is interesting it's something that you very rarely see like Mm. you see a you know you you can see an unhappy ending but this this like you say the the whole journey that there's no hope as soon as she gets caught in this web yeah um I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, watching it, like, again, like, a few years removed. I've probably seen this movie, you know, getting on for half a dozen times now. Mm. Um, and like, I def- I, you know, I really enjoyed, like I say, vast majority of it. The last ten minutes goes off the rails, and I, I still don't really, I don't like it. I don't, I don't fully appreciate it. I just think it's a little bit too much. The, the final image is pretty crazy, but, like... Mm um it was all just a little bit too too much and a little bit too out there for me um yeah but but you know the movie was so enjoyable up to that point um that like you know if we was reviewing this for our show like i would be trying not to let like a an ending that i'm not overly hot on disappoint a movie that i was super into for that yeah. and that that's definitely the case with this um i really liked what they were building towards as well with like the whole you know the the lords like the, mm. the, this band that have sent in this record and then the kind of the the end point the finale point that we're all working towards is like they're coming to salem and they're yeah exactly and i love that show. Yeah. that's so cool yeah um, and i really thought that could have been like you know all because because the, the the music was only affecting women like it would have been cool if there was actually like a show that was played and like you know then suddenly all the women started to go crazy and then like maybe even like attack sherry or whatever and made her get to the point she was in but it yeah. was kind of like you know it, it was it was just weird man but i i really enjoyed it up to that point i really enjoyed kind of um sherry and jeff's relationship and yeah. that as well was like a a really subtle kind of written relationship that mm. we're not used to in Rob movies as yeah. well. Where Probably like, one of the most real feeling. Yeah. Where like, you know, I was like, are they together? Aren't they? Mm. And then like, there's the bit when he, he thinks because she's kind of been ill and stuff, he, he thinks she might be pregnant or something. And I was yeah. like, Oh, so you are kind of the, on and off and that. And like, you know, and the way kind of Ken kind of for he is, is with them as well. Like this kind of, not really fatherly figure but kind of a little bit you can tell he's a little bit disapproving and stuff it was just i thought it was really well written and really yeah. subtle and subtlety is not something that i associate with rob often yeah. so I, I appreciate it and I, I do really appreciate this movie now it's weird as well because you talk about subtlety with like the characters which is so mm. true but then on the opposite end of the spectrum like the visuals are absolutely not subtle <laughs> and so i think yeah. that's really interesting mix like it's almost like he could have made multiple movies with this one um Mm. where like i said i feel like he just had tons and tons of ideas for this movie like he had certain imagery that he wanted to evoke he had he had certain characters and like um dynamics and relationships that he wanted to nail and so there is a lot going on in this movie like a lot that i'd forgot prior to rewatching it so that's why i definitely appreciated it a lot more um yeah yeah, whilst it's not one of my favorite rob movies i still think it's like a really good one yeah Um, yeah definitely 
So yeah, I feel like now, obviously, we're going into the top four. This is where it like really takes a jump up in terms of our own yeah. personal love. <laughs> um, yeah, we we basically said before, like you know, Lords was the best of his like least appealing movies for mm. us. Um, we're now just into movies that we categorically love. Yeah. Um, and yeah, maybe surprising to get the the number four slot is uh, his most recent venture, Thirty One. Yeah. Um, I would have seen after... this. I probably would have thought this would have been a bit higher prior to rewatching them. Me too. I mean, it was the only thing that really jumped was where is where is El Super Beast going to be? Having mm. not watched it, like will I will I just hate this and H two gets removed from the bottom? Yeah. No. And then <laughs> and then I had I was never in my mind that I was like thirty one is is you know three, but in the end it ended up at four. Yeah. Um, you know, watching this movie again. Um, I always thought that it was the opening scene because the opening scene, I have a massive problem with the dialogue. Um, mm. I think Charlie, which is Sherry's character. Um, so again, when you say is... opening scene, you're not talking about Richard's like monologue. No, oh no, sorry. I mean, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute because that's incredible. You're talking about like no, the um, introduction the, to the, our the main introduction, yeah, the introduction to sorry. all of our protagonists. Yeah. And um, I thought, you know, Charlie's character, the way she spoke was just so off-putting. The, the way she looked is off-putting throughout most of the movie. Um, and then Panda um, is probably the worst character in, like, almost all of his movies mm. because he's so distracting. The way the way kind of he looks, the accent, everything just doesn't feel right for the crowd he's with and kind of the you know the, the tone or what they're trying to go with and um it really it really takes me out of scenes in the movie throughout um because mm. he's in the movie for a chunk of it yeah you know, it's not like we just you know 31 begins and he dies like he's around for a while um you know and it, i just i just did not i did not believe his character and um had a massive problem with that um mm. but then as soon as we get into kind of 31 um the movie does pick up and it starts and it basically then just accelerates for me. Um, like I love all of the heads in the movie. Um, and then as soon as Richard uh, Doomhead is reintroduced, the movie just stays like fast paced and crazy yeah. until the ending, which I love. Um, yeah, I, we skipped like I skipped over the opening scene. The opening scene of this movie is one of my favorite opening scenes of any horror movie almost yeah um you know it rivals like i mean i love the opening of like scream but like this was just like it, it slaps you in the face and like richard just steals the show from that entire moment and every moment he's in it, it he's just you know you just transfixed to his character yeah um but the opening scene in particular you just like what is this guy and it's done so well i love everything about it yeah i, I love the opening scene so much like he is just a a walking like um quote machine essentially yeah. like, there are so many cool like i'd forgot about like in hell everybody loves popcorn yeah um, i love that line from so the much. opening scene of course which is incredible and like later on he's just throwing these lines constantly yeah. um i definitely think like obviously richard is the standout in this movie by far mm -hmm. um doomhead i think that it's you have to 
uh, take it against this movie that he's in the opening scene and then he doesn't show up for an hour and ten. Yeah. Um, that is a huge chunk to not have your best character in a movie. Um, and so you have yeah. to hold that against this movie. Um, rewatching it as well, like, obviously this is his most recent movie. It only came out two years ago. I would say I've seen this at least five times in that period. Yeah. yeah. And that is too much. Like, I don't think this movie <laughs> should have been rewatched that many times. That's my own fault. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> because I think that, oh, I know, we both had the same issue. Cause that's I've seen I think, this movie like six or seven times. Like, there's, there's so many parts which we love, of course. But then yeah. ultimately, the parts that you don't like they just get worse and worse each time yeah um yeah. i think the the opening scene you know the van scene is really bad i think that it feels unnatural as well um but it's it's over fairly quickly like it's kind of it's always a little bit shorter yeah. than i remember yeah um, the, the part it is in... but then i forget that i hate like some of the characters into 31 as well yeah which um, is the issue i think the biggest problem one of the biggest problems is i think sickhead the first head that we're introduced to yeah um i really like sickhead i like him more than some of the other ones for example um yeah. is it sex and death head yeah um, but the difference between the like so comparing him to those two his part goes on way too long yeah um, to the point where by the end of it i'm starting to get a bit sick of him and it's not even his fault because he's great but he's in it way too much um yeah. whereas them I don't, I don't like. I like them less than him, but they're in the movie the perfect amount, so I never get yeah. to them. Like they really don't overstay their welcome. At no, all. they're they're ones if any that I could have done with a little bit more of because they. Yeah, I, I feel did... like I might have got sick of them because I do. Think yeah, they're my least it is difficult. Favorite. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that their opening monologue, but mm. then like after that I did. Um, but yeah, they like like the sick heads an interesting one because he is. Um, you know, the kind of like you know speaking in um, Spanish to them and stuff. Mm. Um, it's kind of he, he he's almost like a comedy character with yeah. like when he dies and gets stabbed and is just like keeps talking shit to her and mm. stuff. Like it is funny. Yeah. Um. And so obviously seeing that like the first time I watched it, I, I loved him and I still think he's really good. But like mm. those jokes don't you know that the, that that kind of comedic relief doesn't work as long. You know, like when he's Ah, uh, what was it he's doing? He's um like shouting to him and stuff, and just like proper baiting them and that. Like, uh, yeah, no oh, he's saying the scenes. numbers. Yeah, he's saying the numbers in um Spanish and stuff, and it's just like you know that's it's there. The intent is to be kind of a bit of light relief. Yeah. There's a bit where he's like face to face with someone with like some railings between them, so they're talking mm. back and forth, and he's like mimicking yeah. what the guy's saying and like yeah. high pitched yeah, voice and it. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, there's just too many scenes that go on for too long. Um, mm. So, like I say, I think that's an issue. But then after that, you then get into really good pacing, I think. Where oh, and all of the heads after that are just gone you know there and gone like yeah. you say until we get to doomhead because uh psycho and schizo are really really good um and i love i remember the, the first time we saw this which is something that i want to mm. talk about in a second our kind of memories of seeing this movie yeah. but one of the things that really stood out to me was like the when when they're using their chainsaws and they're hitting i can't remember which character is who has like a pipe in his hand and he's oh, um, in the, the shots yeah um, it's it's um panda yeah i was gonna say panda, panda and charlie um that just looks incredible so like, it, I, yeah. I thought it was one of the best things rob's ever shot like i really felt mm. the brutality like chainsaws in general obviously they have a history in horror movies yeah i think they're really hard um like they're hard weapon. they're hard skill to nail because yeah, to look good on screen. the um I, I don't know which one it was but the one that ends up landing on his chainsaw yeah was such a brutal way to go and then the other one gets decapitated with a chainsaw again brutal yeah and you know you know 
like you say, chainsaws are an effective horror movie weapon, but they're not mm. often they don't often execute and look good no. on screen. But they, yeah, they looked incredible. Like they can feel slow and lumbering mm. and sort of easy to avoid. And that's what I loved with the hit part where he just keeps hitting Panda, and Panda's just deflecting it, and immediately another one comes in. And like the yeah. the sound and the way that was yeah. shot, I think that was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. Well, because you've um, got you've got um uh jeff's character is it roscoe is yeah. also fighting in the kind of locked in area as well so that like they're both deflecting shots and it's cutting backwards and forwards so it's so fast paced that yeah, yeah it doesn't make the chainsaws seem slow i think if it wasn't two independent battles going on at the same time i think that's that's how he's made it look as yeah. fast as it was and it was mm. it was a brilliant choice yeah really really well done um obviously after that is when we get to sex and death i i, I enjoy that part of the movie but one thing that always irks me and it's it's again when you rewatch it it gets worse and worse but the the strobe lightning in that part oh yeah that's lighting, disappointing it's really bad isn't it mm. like it was it was high in my eyes to the point that i almost yeah. wanted to skip for it and be like right this is just ridiculous i mean because she looks incredibly creepy as well yeah. and like the whole sneaking up scene i think she looks creepier in that sort of lighting but the strobe just didn't need to be that aggressive yeah um but yeah it's definitely you know it, it yeah it hurt my eyes too but then it's like it's it feels so good and it's so memorable when you get that moment of uh, mm. you know the people that are doing the game are like they make that call and and from that moment on there are just so many moments that have me smiling yeah. from ear to ear like i love like i say we've talked about it so much on the show but it can't you can't not talk about it without saying just how like rob has made like one of his most charismatic and enjoyable characters mm. ever, possibly his best one um like, i was I gonna say it. i think he's my favorite character in like all of the rob movies like i love the fireflies when we mm. get to those um and, you know, yeah, we haven't got many Spalding films left. Is, They're getting there now. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Spalding is the only one, but then we don't mm. get enough of good Spalding yeah. um, in the movies. I think Spalding could be, um, yeah. but whereas Doomhead is just amazing throughout. Yeah. Um, what was the one that really got me? The one when he said... Um, Oh, except I think he smoked a pipe, and then he was like, "I, I, I always thought I'd look rather pretentious if I smoked a pipe." <laughs> yeah, and I, I just loved that. Like, <laughs> I love his calmness. Then to go to like absolute psycho. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed the scene when he was actually called in. Um, because mm. I remember when I first watched that, I was like, "Oh, Rob." <laughs> like rob being rob but I, I really enjoy that and it really just gives you like an insight as to like what sort of character it is like what, what uh when he said something like oh when you bowl a perfect game every day like <laughs> you can get away with being a dickhead or whatever like something yeah. like you know and i was just like everyone like you say he's just a constant one-liner yeah like I, and I love the way the movie progresses from that point on. Like I think yeah, it just, speeds up. Yeah, it speeds up. He's brilliant, but then really slows down for the ending, which I think is fantastic. Like yeah. the, the ending itself, I love. Like I think yeah, I love it. I think it's his second best ending to any of his movies, um, which I think is really really strong. Like I I thought it's done really well like obviously it's fairly obvious what happens at the end of the movie but i love just from scene to scene with the use of music again um what i will say is look, the, there, the... there are times the movie does seem like a little bit of a retread of devils um the the opening credits and the ending credits and also the use of this really sort of famous yeah. song in the finale yeah i think and i'm completely fine with that man i know I'm i am as well <laughs> i just but think like, it I is do, yeah. worth noting yeah, because this song, the song was incredible. Oh, I love the um, so It works much. so well. I love the song, and it mm. works so well with that ending. And, like, I've heard people say, like, oh, you know, it's open to interpretation. I'm like, there's mm. no interpretation there. No. It, you know, Doomhead wanted to get his kill. Like, yeah. 
It's exactly what's going to happen. It's just Rob can bring himself to kill Sherry again on screen. Yeah, like, plus, he's like, like I've done he, it. I've done it like two movies in a row. He pops out the little like flick knives. Yeah, and he uses the knives more than any other weapon in the whole movie. Like, yeah, he, doesn't he kill like I think that's three his death people? knife. Like that's the the only one he doesn't kill is the opening scene, isn't it? Yeah, because that's an axe. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. on this night when he's been called, yeah, everyone's yeah, been Meg's, like, Meg and Jeff's character both get the knives. Yeah, so yeah. Like, it's fairly obvious, like you say, what's going to happen. Yeah. But I love that. Is that as the final image of, like, she has oh, gone through hell yeah. and she kind of thinks she's just about survived? Yeah. And then just that look of, like, oh, God damn it. And then obviously his, like, and, smiling face is just, oh, just It's just everything because, like, the she looks like she's been through hell. Yeah. And then, like, she, you know, her just clenching her fists, like, you know, she she's gonna go down fighting like we know that charlie's a fighter mm. um but then like doomhead like like you say his menacing smile and like the drool like that just comes out of his mouth and the yeah. way his smile is like that image just stays with you yeah and then it just like when it and then because it just transitions to them all you know back when they were alive dicking around and it's like yeah that's because they're all gone now that's all we've got is this video footage of them like yeah. i thought it was great i thought it was a great ending yeah um yeah i mean <laughs> Yeah, I can't believe this movie made only made four on the list. It just shows what we've got left to come. Like, after how much good things we've said, and this is, like, our technically our fourth favourite, I mean, mm. there's a reason why we bring up Rob so much. Because I do think, yeah. overall, he's just so underrated. Like you say, we yeah. the, we have negatives. We've talked about him on this show. But the best of Rob yeah. is some of the best that I think I've seen in horror in recent years. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, this next one's going to be very interesting because it is a is a topic that I'm sure is going to be discussed later on this year, <laughs> um, around October. But it is number three, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, Hell yeah. From 2007. Um, of course, like his his sort of big break, really, in terms of getting a big studio and a big license. Um, I think. Oh, it was unheard of. Like, yeah. I could, I could not believe he got this gig. Like, I still well, don't now, believe it. Yeah, like now, that's the thing that I wrote was like, this, it's so bizarre to think that this ever happened. Like, a mm. Rob Zombie making a Halloween movie, and he made yeah. another one. Like, that just seems crazy yeah. to me. Well, especially when you think about guys like Eli Roth and, like, a couple of others that have, like, actively tried to get some of these franchises and haven't been able to for yeah. rob to get like you know arguably the mother of all yeah. um of the horror franchises like you know it is it's nuts man yeah and so re-watching this recently and obviously in the midst of like a new halloween movie i, I was really pumped anyway because i really enjoy this movie um re-watching it again it was one that i just forgot how much i love this movie mm. like i adore this movie so much like i i think it is a near perfect version of halloween of what i want in a in a modern day halloween movie um i think that the it just starts so well um with the early scenes of course with like the family dynamic and young michael um i think it's so ballsy as well because like from the original Halloween, we we just get that like opening scene, don't we? Of like yeah. young Michael. Yeah, we have no context really as to no. why Michael goes off the rails like he does. No, and it's just um, this, it's like it's almost like he made half a movie or three quarters of a movie just from this one scene, mm. and and so like so much of this is new original stuff. Like obviously it is a remake. Um, mm. and we'll get to some of the stuff where it starts to sort of tread on the toes of the original. Um, yeah. But it but it just oozes like originality for this idea, which is something that I loved in in my remakes. You know, I, I love something like an Evil Dead, where yeah. it just feels so different in every way, but has that same like core DNA. Um, and I think that's why this movie nailed that so well. Um, I think like the first hour of this movie is like perfect, really. Do. Like I just don't yeah. have any problem with it at all. I think I think that's the thing. Like my the, my only problems come in like post 
Laurie's reintroduction. Um, But kind of all of the stuff with young Michael is just incredible. I love the opening scene so much. It's it's so brutal and so well done. Mm. Um, From when Michael's kind of, you know, torturing animals to his first kill, like, of the bully. Mm. To then him going and getting his... Oh, it's so brutal, isn't it? Um, And it's all done and it's so graphic. And it's one of these things where it's just like this is a Halloween movie mm. like, and it's so in your face. Um, and, and kind of like when he gets the kill and the police turn up, I really love the montage, um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre style montage. And it really was like the opening of Texas Chainsaw Massacre where it was showing this like archival police footage and, um, doing like the photo snapshot between like takes. Um, and I, I really, you know, it, he definitely was drawing inspiration from, texas there and i loved it yeah um and kind of you know all of the stuff with sherry you know we 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 spoke about kind of obviously we're speaking about sherry a lot she's in every one of these goddamn movies Mm. um but yeah her her as judith like on paper i was just like oh no that's not good and i was like oh well at least she's not gonna be in the movie for long and then obviously what we got was her in the movie a ton as judith and it was amazing like she would she embraced that role fantastically um yeah i think you've already said like it's probably her best acting yeah Um, i think straight straight up acting it's her best role i think yeah she nails it so well it's a character like a mom you know just like a regular struggling mom it's something that i would never think of in a million years for her to play no and and she brings so much like sincereness and and, like genuineness Mm. to the role and i think it's It's... incredible when she when she's in the the asylum or the institute with Michael, mm. she the the strain and the the, like the, the tension on her, on her yeah the pain on her face is so well done that I didn't mm. think she had it in her, um, and it, yeah it's is so well done and kind of you know um, you really know where she's going and um, you know that 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 could have not worked at all but it but it was fantastic i think um, this movie as well shows like for me she is a great supporting actress like that yeah. is her role she nails it i think this is her best role and i think that obviously we'll get to her as baby but it's great yeah. that she's in that dynamic with like a lot of big egos and a big like actors and characters because i think yeah. she bounces off them really well um yeah. and so going into the to movies that were below this in halloween you know we just talked about 31 like she's the lead like heroine in that movie yeah does she deserve to be the lead who knows and then to go yeah. into lord's again you know she is in lords probably way too much for someone who doesn't have a huge amount of control on the story um and so i feel like if you if he took what was worked so well in halloween and even slightly changed parts of 31 and lords they would have been even higher in our estimation yeah yeah definitely i think um you know the the casting in this movie throughout was pretty pretty bang on as well mm. um you know i loved um brad brad dorf as yeah. the sheriff it was it was you know fantastic casting and obviously loomis um you know the those two are probably the best two you know kind of like you hear it and you're just like i don't know and then like the like for me i, I love brad in this i thought he was brilliant yeah he's great um like obviously daig is young michael as well um, yeah it, it's yeah. super hard to, to to find these child actors especially in horror movies like he's not even like a child actor as well it's kind of that middle period which is almost even more harder um yeah. that kind of like middle um like john connor style um where it's like not really an adult but not really a child anymore and, and i think he nails that so well um mm. I, I like obviously going into the second part of this movie which is all set in like the asylum again mm-hmm. i love that type of a movie of like that real 
tension and like like the reality of yeah. the situation pretty much which is like he has done these crazy 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 things for someone mm. so young how do mm. we deal with this is he a lost yeah. cause can you can you ever save this yeah person? Um, well that's where like malcolm mcdowell kind of you know when we first meet him as loomis and he's really like you can see he's the only one willing to explore that like mm. can he reach him and um i love um sherry in this as well because she is just like the not not deluded but kind of just like the devoted mum, yeah. where she's just kind of like i'm not willing to see bad in my child even though he's killed like my my other daughter and you know my um well he, he was just a boyfriend wasn't he yeah um you know um and you get those scenes where he's but, saying like how is the family at home you yeah know, referencing them. yeah and you can tell that she just feels like he he snapped momentarily and he's mm. still her boy now yeah. whereas really he's just given her glimpses of her boy and he mm. is the monster mm. um and when he kind of snaps and attacks the um the yeah, the, the worker the nurse um and sherry kind of sees the violence that he is capable of i i thought i loved that scene so much because like her realization, she that's pretty much then leads into her yeah. suicide scene, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it, it was just so powerful, and like her suicide scene was so powerful. Hmm. Um, it's such a shame that the, you know it does get marred by by the sequel because that's such a powerful moment. Um, that that kind of like is the catalyst of kicking on to like the next part of the movie. Really, it's kind of like it closes that chapter in Michael's life. It, it's his only like part of humanity that was left was his mum yeah and the second he drove that away he then just became full shape basically yeah 100 percent. And, and another element that they add in this movie and in this part of the movie that mm. i love is kind of his fascination with mars yes yeah, yeah um, it's great which again you know that's not that's completely rob's idea and, and it's it's amazing it works so well it fits the character perfectly um you get all of these great scenes where he's talking about his mom where he's like got the mask on and he's saying like i need it to hide my ugliness um mm. and as that progresses for the movie i think it's done super well it fits that character perfectly and like you say for me personally i think a lot of people just have like um problems with this movie for for some dumb reasons but i think something like um with the original halloween you know the shape you know a lot of people don't want him to be a character um mm. like in the original movie and, and so when we're talking about the new movie later this year like you really can't that movie doesn't work if you don't want him to be a character um because otherwise the idea of someone coming back to stalk this one person from 40 years ago it's it's all irrelevant if you don't actually have characters and so i think like with with rob actually making michael myers a character i love like i think he made it's my favorite michael by far mm. you know because he's a michael that i know what he went through and all of this stuff and so i i just love that i love that take on the character it's something that some people i thought i was your hate. favorite michael <laughs> yeah i should have said michael myers i'm um, not including yeah. the comedian Jesus either Christ, um, i mean but yeah like i i just love that because i think that's such a different take and obviously i love the original halloween for what it is but also yeah. as a different style of halloween i love putting the spotlight on michael rather than yeah, what definitely. we're seeing now with the with the new film coming up obviously the spotlight is all on mm. uh, laurie you know pretty much um which i think is cool if that's what you're into but i'm way more interested in michael as the main character and so that's why i think this movie does really really well um 
And so, yeah, obviously, yeah. then then the movie, obviously, when we get jumped to older Michael um, and yeah. him breaking out again, I still think all of that stuff's great. All the breakout scenes um, and all that stuff that does feel original. It's once Michael himself physically gets backing Haddonfield. Yeah. Um, the movie then definitely does just feel like let's just remake Halloween. And at that point, yeah. it's fine. But but really, what's the point? Because we've seen it's, that movie. It's, it's done fine. But like. It's like, um, what if Halloween was really graphic? Yeah, and like, Laurie, Laurie was Laurie was fine. Like, she started off... When we first introduced to Laurie, I really did not like her character. Um, I grew... I warmed to her as it went yeah. on. And by the end, I, I thought she was good. Um, or very good, actually. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed Daniel Harris in this movie. Um, and I think kind of, you know, the... You know, I enjoyed having the kind of totally and all that stuff going on. But then the second we get to the kills and, and the kills are kind of like you say, they're, they're very violent, but they are very similar to what went on and the whole sheet thing and all mm. of that. I kind of felt like he could have just killed him in his own way. Yeah. The movie was such a departure that it almost felt like it just was tacked on. Um, it reminds it you really... that he's remaking a film, which I don't think is a good yeah, thing. Exactly. And it really, you know... It... <sighs> I, I, you know, Rob obviously had issues post the Halloween movies with mm. studios and control and people getting in the way of his vision. Yeah. And I just I just feel like that marred the end of this movie and then was heavily influenced in the second one. Yeah. And, you know, people might think we're defending him because we obviously like his movies. But I just think it's so evident in this because mm. the you know, the the first hour and you know 10 or whatever of this movie um is you know if it had continued at that level this would be in conversation higher on this list Mm. um you know so i think um it it's a shame that that got in the way of things because it it definitely does when it just retreads the old ground um leaves a little bit of a sour taste and just isn't exciting to watch um i did i did really enjoy the final scene though Mm. um the way that um I loved how Laurie just kind of like, you know, got got the gun and got, you know, got her opportunity and just shot him in the face. And like her scream of pure terror, like standing over him and she's so beat up. Um, I love that as the final image of the movie. And it's yeah. such a shame that that isn't the final image of his vision of Halloween because I thought yeah. it was perfect. Yeah. Could you imagine if that was just the final thing we saw? Like that would have been yeah, so Yeah, oh, it was cool. incredible because Michael was completely human at that point or yeah. or. or, or almost human shall we say you know he wasn't fully indestructible and um you know it it was a cool demise of of him and i thought it was a really good kind of bookend of his vision for halloween Mm. yeah it would have been so amazing had we Mm. just had that because i like you say i definitely feel like the sequel hangs over this movie so much yeah definitely and and going forward i really want to try and separate them as much as i can Mm. um because i do love this movie and really detest the sequel and that's such a difficult like juxtaposition to have in my own brain of like my thoughts yeah. on this movie yeah um and so yeah like i say i think it's such a good movie i think it's so forgotten in the kind of history of the franchise um yeah it was really... not taught it just seems like it's not even talked about yeah and it'll be really interesting obviously when we talk about the new halloween what what elements i think will obviously be taken from this movie because already in the trailer we're seeing a lot of different things yeah. um that we've seen in both either h2o or rob's halloween that people are pretty much not giving them credit for um (laughs) so yeah it's crazy guys um so yeah we we, there is there is two and then there was two Um, there's only two 
interestingly enough his first two movies um <laughs> which is very funny i think um, it is funny so yeah we, which way just do we stop go there maybe yeah i don't um, think so <laughs> no uh i mean let's let's go number two mm. um so so number two um we went with his first, his directorial debut, mm. um, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. What I, what I really like about this is that this was our introduction to Rob. You know, yeah. It wasn't like um, some other directors where, you know, especially... Yeah, you show, go back we, to the... Yeah, we know, see a lot of movies of... where I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And like when I first saw Martyrs, it was like, oh, he has other movies. And, and then you go back. Whereas for us, it was a case of just straight away, you know, we mm. had such a cool um, first finding of this, you know, 2003. Yeah. We wasn't exactly switched on with horror yeah we didn't have a podcast no um so this was what was this one that we just randomly found the dvd of in a shop yeah we were just we used to you know because the thing is even like horror dvds you know amazon wasn't around Mm. ebay was somewhat kind of you know around but you know you you, you, we used to go to the old video stores and rent things and then that had kind of died out and we were Mm. on a stage where like finding this fresh horror unless you were subscribed to fangoria or something you know you you weren't getting that um uh, but there was the odd shop that we knew of that just specialized in just wall-to-wall horror movies Mm. and um, whenever we got the chance to go there we we would and yeah we just randomly this was just randomly there like and we were just like because i think that we didn't we didn't know that Rob Zombie was making a movie did we i think we just saw it on the shelf and and the captain spaulding kind of image stuck out of us and then we picked yeah. it up and was like wait this is made by rob zombie <laughs> yeah it was like we, we gotta buy this yeah um and it was some sort of extortionate price as well <laughs> yeah for a DVD uh, but you know i'll take DVDs it weren't even hugely been around for a huge time at that point no no um, no so we ended up paying way over the odds for this thing but it was it was worth it and yeah. uh yeah like this this movie i think you know we we spoke about it i think i think halloween is is a better kind of all-round made movie but i mm. i love this movie so much and that nostalgia you know this is this is our list of our personal ones and yeah watching this movie from start to finish it has a smile on my face mm. um you know the um i love the opening you know i love everything with captain spaulding in pretty much in this movie yeah um you know he he does steal the show yeah you'd want him you want him in it kind of more really yeah it's a shame that he disappears from the movie i think that that's a shame and i think that um obviously we got the sequel which we'll get to talk about but um he you don't actually get many scenes with like the main three um all kind of interacting with each other which i think is quite funny because we know them so iconically now like the firefly family of those well you don't even know they're connected in this movie you think spalding is a separate kind of just just a sideshow really exactly until the end and even that's left open to interpretation um but like you say i love the introduction of this movie man it, it really feels like texas chainsaw and that sort of stuff of just oh, this, this, this random car driving around and they're really cool characters as well really underrated characters i think um mm. and they're kind of like just going around these weird places and then they see this weird captain spold and what is it and i can't remember exactly what it's called now like oh this kind yeah of, uh describing yeah, what, what essentially it is but it's basically yeah, like his, his food, but also this yeah. crazy like uh you know attraction of of horror icons as it were um and that bit is incredible like i love when he's just going around his attraction um yeah and like you know uh doing his tour through the yeah thing. 
Sid Haig is just nailing it, like, every single line. Like, he, he really embodied the character so well. Mm. Um, I, I think out of all of the, the main three, by far, he is the one that, like, immediately was spooled in. Um, because I think, <laughs> yeah. like, rewatching this, I feel like Bill Mosley changed his performance the most between the two movies like I oh think yeah this is kind of night definitely. and day between the two films um whereas like captain spalding is just the same that that same level of like cheesy smile but also really crazy um which i love in rob movies and and yeah the the, mo- the movie starts out so strong um then you get introduced to kind of a uh, baby on the side of the road and all of that stuff is great um i love when they actually get to the house as well and they're just so uncomfortable there um oh i love all fixed. of that when they have when they're having the meal and, yeah you know you're kind mom. of you know you, this is when you first start introduced to kind of tiny properly and otis and the mum that's just being super weird um and then they have the, the the family talent show yeah and like the granddad character um gets kind of completely like forgotten about really yeah. um in the especially because kind of like in part um in in devil's rejects like he's not he's not referenced at all is he no like because nothing happened he he's you know just there in the end of this isn't he yeah well that was one thing re-watching this was like it's crazy how many are in that house in this movie yeah. like because there's yeah. the other brother as well isn't there who dies at the start of devils yeah um but isn't there another char- isn't there another character as well i could have sworn because um, well, there's, there's like a dad there's like a father figure that's in devils um that the because uh, or is that the brother that's the older. That's Tyler. Oh, Mayne that is the, the older brother, brother who, isn't who, it? Like, yeah. puts the suit of yeah. armor on and gets taken out. Yeah, yeah that that's him. Yeah, but yeah. then yeah, yeah. Then you got the grandpa. The grandpa was hilarious as well. Like his because I love the um like the talent show bit when he's being like the the dirty comedian, and then you've yeah. just got um Rain Wilson just like lapping it up. And I, <laughs> I loved I love both of the the kind of um both of the guys with their girlfriends. Like you say, you know. You, they're, they're they're such well done characters actually especially for like his first shot and especially yeah. when we know what sort of characters rob writes like they're probably mm. the best kind of you know protagonists yeah um kind of like you know that are just like you know the the not generic they're they're interesting but you know what i mean they're not deep but they they've been I think given they're like his most likable protagonists. yeah probably. yeah exactly um you know rain uh, um you know this was this was like pre-office for him wasn't it yeah you know, so like, um, that's one hell of a call to get him in because he's, you know, he he's so funny in it. Mm. Um, and yeah, like the whole movie kind of feels like a music video um, mm. more than any of his other ones. You know, we yeah. get the splices of the um, the the TV show that's been on because it's a set over Halloween. Yeah. Um, it's like the movie marathon, and it's kind of like a crypt keeper type character. I can't think of his name now, but like we get splices of him and like little bits of the films and it all is very much music video. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you'd expect for, you know, a musician to, to tran- you know, as a transitional movie, but it's done so well and it's so enjoyable that it just feels like a batshit crazy, you know, feature length music video that, that, that works fantastically well. Yeah. If it, um, it really fits the tone of this movie because mm. this movie feels so rough around the edges in a, yeah. in a really nice way. It feels ultra raw isn't it it? yeah it feels ultra low budget like in every shape of the the word like it it really just feels like he was like god damn i'm just gonna make a movie and see what happens and then you you see the talent in this first movie of like no no you actually have something here like you need to commit to this because 
there's yeah. only a few people that could do something like this and you and you clearly your passion for the genre is going to shine if you keep making films um like to also to mention sport and again like his early stuff i would have loved like a prequel or something yeah. in this universe of him just running that place because that would have been super cool um obviously what we're getting is very exciting um but yeah, and obviously, like the final sort of finale of this movie, where it just yeah. goes really off the chains. Um, obviously, it it comes from such a left field the first time you watch this movie. Yeah, and I think that this is a movie where, like, unlike Thirty One, where we said we probably watched it too many times, I think with House it gets more and more acceptable the more you watch it. Yeah, it really does because it doesn't feel hugely out of place the more you watch it. Like, obviously, it is fantastical. Like, this is a, an interesting thing about Rob, where you know he has movies like Halloween, mm. um, and then like I would say half of this movie um where, which are like grounded real stories and similar to the last movie we're going to talk about yeah um but then he has stuff like the end of this movie and obviously all of lords of salem which is like really fantastical and mm. so i like that he hasn't just stuck to one style like he kind of likes a little bit of both he likes the crazy supernatural element but he also likes like a grounded serial killer story um and it's cool that this movie combines that because it's the only one out of all of his films that does um yeah and i think definitely the ending is just kind of like it's it's crazy but still like really enjoyable like mm. uh, like you say on repeated viewings um and I, I always felt like it went on for a while but it really doesn't overstay its no. welcome no it like the bit when you have like dr satan's waiting room and stuff it's so crazy and the imagery is so out there that, like i almost wanted to see more of it yeah well, it plays similar to how um, Spalding's places run at the start, mm. where it's just you go room to room, here's a crazy yeah. thing, on to the next one. And I think that's so well done. Like, I yeah. really, really r- like the end of this movie the more I watch it. I think the only negative is that it does get a little bit lost in the middle rewatching it. I thought that was one of my only criticisms. Mm. Um, like, post the family getting killed and then and then ramping up to the finale, I feel like it's a little bit slow in the middle. Um, we, we do get some really cool scenes where the uh, the sheriff, or I think it's a sheriff or whatever, but like... Yeah, kind of, the, the deputy or sheriff. Yeah. Yeah, he's the brother of and sheriff isn't it yeah he's he's the brother of who's mm. going to be like our lead antagonist in the next movie but um i really like all that stuff and it serves great purpose and obviously i like that that is the thing he pulled from as a fred to then continue this this franchise going forward in the sequel mm. um, i thought that was really well done um, yeah it's so, yeah. time man it's yeah time. i mean the, all, again the last four really exceptional exceptional films <laughs> yeah that we absolutely love um but obviously you have to have your favorite um for I don't, us personally I don't, yeah and like i it hasn't it didn't really waver at all to be honest no like i love a lot of these different movies and like you yeah. said on one day i'd maybe put halloween higher on another day i'd get 31 like those three the last three we were just talking yeah. about are all very similar and i love them all but but when the devil's rejects came out um you know it was such a good moment for us like mm. we was so hyped <laughs> Such a good moment for us but like it, it's it a pivotal just, moment in our lives <laughs> yeah because like it was just so awesome like to see yeah. rob make you know post house which was we haven't even got into it because this show had well, gone for way too long if we talked about yeah. like, production schedules and stuff like that movie he made it sat in a studio lot for like two years and then he finally bought it back and be able to release it and like the messy situation surrounding that it had been so easy yeah. for rob just say like fuck it this isn't worth this bullshit um, especially so to come to... back and do this movie as his second yeah. movie is crazy to me and, and especially to like have you know this movie be a sequel but not branded mm. as such and like yeah i remember because this was when we like like we said we wasn't heavily looking into things we was like oh rob's making a new movie that's sick mm. and oh it's called the devil's rejects oh this is gonna be nuts mm. and then i remember just like we I, I saw a trailer for it didn't i 
when I went to I went to the cinema and saw a trailer for it um, yeah. to see if to, you know for a different movie. And I remember just like coming home and being like, dude. Devil's Rejects is a sequel to House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yeah. Or did I actually see the movie and then tell you? I can't remember. I can't remember now, but one or the other, yeah. And it was just like, you know, Jesus Christ, like, that was such a big surprise. And, like, talking about living up to the hype train. Yeah. I just I just um, love this movie, how different it is. Like, yeah. to, for him to immediately go, like, okay, my second movie is going to be a sequel, which I think... Um, that's kind of like an easy option in a lot of ways um, mm. because you're you're using characters that you've already written, you're using actors that you've already used. But for him yeah, to really and Devil's go... obviously, um, House obviously had some good bars, so you, you've yeah. already got like fans on your side still. But for him to go like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna do none of the supernatural stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna not make this like wacky rough production. I'm gonna really keep this tight. And and I watched yeah. like his his one thing that Rob has done amazingly in a lot of his <laughs> productions is he yeah. has these like insane documentaries. Um, and I think this one was like a five hour documentary that I watched That's after crazy. seeing this movie. And um, yeah, the 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 cinematographer um is a documentarian. Um, so he's only ever done uh documentaries. And that was something that Rob did specifically for this movie because he wanted to have that real feel um mm. in, in regards to like which shots he was using like he didn't want it to feel like a film he wanted it to feel like like they just discovered this like because it's not really it's not found footage in any way shape or form no but it's just more the style of it like this movie does feel really real and gritty i think more so than oh yeah nothing movies. nothing feels like a set you know it no. all just it all just feels you know raw and and like you say real and like kind of you know the the police kind of like raid on the fireflies house really does oh, yeah. feel like kind of it it could almost have been like shot from the police perspective like yeah. the, the police stuff but then you just do get the awesome stuff in the house as well yeah um it's such a strong opening to the movie mm. um and kind of like transitioning from that to like the opening credits where yeah. obviously like babies like playing dead and they kind of really brutally take out a a, a woman to kind of it's a nurse isn't it to get yeah, to get kind of like a car. a car and stuff mm. and then um you know kind of like then our reintroduction to spalding because like we didn't you know we didn't know what spalding's role was going to be in this movie mm. and then when it turns out to be you know almost like a getaway movie with with these three characters it's just so yeah. good yeah um i think like my main criticism with this movie um the only real criticism i have is his use of cg in this yeah. movie um it stands out even more so now than it Definitely. did back then but it was off putting back then and the yeah thing is it didn't look rob, good then and it looks even worse no now. <laughs> and, and rob does practical effects better than anyone like mm. his stuff looks so violent and so well done and it's weird because there's a mix and like um you know the scene that um where where um otis kind of you know kills the, the two kind of guys um mm. you know when he says kind of the great line like i'm the devil and i'm headed to the devil's work mm. um you know that scene has like cg moments but then like really brutal practical effects and it's just yeah. it's a it is a shame um it only takes the gloss off ever so slightly and mm. you know i mean i guess it was his second movie he was experimenting like he yeah. did his first one and he was like oh i can nail practical effects and then because he hasn't really gone back to CG since, has he? Like, no, massively. I feel like I feel like he's definitely learned his lesson because yeah. it, it was a thing of like just adding a little bit, you know, where he's like, okay, there was a bit of a blood splatter here, but we're just going to add a little bit more, and yeah. like he assumed that that would just make it look better, but it ultimately just doesn't. Like, it, it it's most egregious in the finale scene in the barn um, yeah. where we have like our three characters tied up because when he's like uh like hammering them in the nail, yeah, and pulls it out, and then, yeah, yeah, when he pulls it out, that bit's terrible. Like mm. that whole thing's so off putting. Like you say, I feel 
feel like it is truly my only real issue with the movie. Yeah, um, yeah and it's such a shame. Um, I think one thing as well, like the cast of this movie outside of the obvious um, ones. Um, mm. The mom character, who, of course, is recasted from the uh, first film. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how in Halloween, like how much that just completely ruined it, you know, in Halloween 2 and how terrible that recasting was. Yeah. Um, For this movie, like I watch House and I watch Devils and I love the two performances so much. Yeah. I honestly couldn't tell you which one I love more. I love them equally the same. Yeah. Because they're absolutely incredible. And obviously, we're now talking about Devils. Her scenes, because obviously she gets caught early on, which is, again, a great piece of writing from Rob to have one of the characters be away from the rest and be like face to face with the true antagonist of this movie well it's um, one of those things where we need to turn them from kind of you know antagonists to, yeah. to the victims um yeah. which is and crazy <laughs> the, the, yeah and it and the fact that these are the the most horrible people you could ever you know they're, they're charming on screen as, as villains but they're, mm. they're they're horrible human beings but the fact yeah. that you feel for them at the end yeah um it is incredible that he managed to achieve that emotion i still don't really understand how he did no um, it's it's really bizarre because like you say they are pure like heels in the first movie and then this mm. movie is their progression from bad guy to obviously mm. the finale of them dying at this point in time and us being sad <laughs> it is a yeah. sad ending that they die and that's crazy and so going yeah. into free from hell yeah you're like oh no the police killed these horrible yeah. human beings that have like brutally tortured and murdered you know tens of people yeah and we're like oh that's a shame they got killed <laughs> but most of that credit goes to Wydell because his yeah. character and performance is incredible in this movie like he's yeah. such a piece of shit where he really does portray that so yeah. well and you do start to feel like okay he is on the police uh, force but he's going way too far he's doing things that he's not allowed to do or supposed mm. to do um obviously because and he's, he's enjoying like, it as well yeah exactly um so I love that, and obviously, like I say, going into Free From Hell, where post the end of this movie, everyone's a fan of these three now, like Baby, yeah. uh, Otis, and Spalding, they are the the loved characters, and so it'll yeah. be really interesting to see, because what we're already seeing a little bit of is the kind of, the marketing is like, um, Free the Free has been one yeah. of the things that's thrown around, and it is funny that they are going to be like, like in this movie, you know, are people going to be campaigning to get them out, or is that just what we're supposed to feel? Because obviously <laughs> they are terrible people, like in, in reality, yeah. no one thinks they shouldn't, if they did somehow survive that they'd be locked up for life or, or like put to trial or you know but uh the murder penalty because yeah i can't imagine people well i mean i guess there are people that want low lives that are in prison in real life to get exactly, out exactly the 100 for them yeah yeah, so, the you know, fans, yeah, yeah 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 so i but, think that's a really cool place for a film as well like i say I, yeah. I, i'm nothing but positive for that movie because oh, yeah. I, I, and also again to bring it back to devils i love that the first movie had its own particular feel it's this weird rough texas yeah. chainsaw style movie this uh uh, you know a bunch of people turning up to this one location and just the hell breaks loose and then mm. going into devils it's a road movie it's a chase movie it's it's this one person chasing these other people trying to get away and that's got a completely different feel um and so going into free for hell i love it if it's like a prison movie um i think that's a great setting for a rob movie as well like i think i think that's so good because in terms of his cast like he's obviously mm. added a lot of different people we know that richard is gonna of course be in free from hell oh, um, and like having Can't that whole wait. bunch of amazing charismatic people that play bad guys, where's the best place to put them in a prison together? Like I just think mm. it, I just think he's already on a really great spot for that movie. Um, but yeah, Devils is just so special. Obviously the ending, incredible. I think yeah. I think it's probably my favorite like film ending ever. Um, can we can day. we end the show with Skinned Freebird, or do you think we'll get a copyright strike? Uh, I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. I'm not making Damn any it. promises. <laughs> um, 
but yeah like the way it plays that that song obviously yeah. it's such a long song and it, it fits that scene so well mm. um it's, it's incredible watching watching the scene now um you know this is the first time i've watched this movie post um free from hell you know yeah being a thing yeah exactly um it, it feels so much like a dream sequence because mm. it's shot with an almost dreamlike quality that i've yeah. never really picked up on before no. because i've always just seen it as a definitive ending mm. um but but watching it now i'm like oh my god this is such a dream sequence like it just feels like it um to the point that you know as soon as you know otis wakes up baby and spalding like all of that just seems completely like you know just I almost feel like Otis just drives the car until he gets slips unconscious, mm. and then the police just get them on the side of the road. Yeah, um, because they're they're all so injured at this point. Um, and you know Otis and Baby are unconscious really until sorry, um, Spalding and um, Baby are basically unconscious when Otis wakes them up. Yeah. So I think they just slipped out of consciousness, and then and then Otis did as well. And then like this is just like his dream or whatever. Um, yeah. You know, it it just does really feel like that, and it doesn't feel cheap if that's what does happen. Like, mm. obviously, we need to get from the end of Devils, um, and it wouldn't it wouldn't take away from that ending. No. Um, and I just wonder, like, what did Rob have in his mind when he made that ending? Like, in his mind, then was that a definitive closure? Did he, you know, because because the fact it had this dreamlike quality, like, did he have that all along? Did he want it to be open ended? Like, I'd love to know. I think it's interesting because I, I think he did see it as a, de- a definitive end and I still see it as one and I think that it'll be interesting because I, I just got a feeling that they'll say they survived like and, and really not mention it too much. Which Maybe, yeah is weird um one thing i did want to touch upon because we didn't talk about it in house either um because obviously there is a lot of fireflies in that movie and one of them is tiny <laughs> oh who god is yeah we incredible need like he's he's so good in house like all of his scenes are amazing when he's got the Ab- agatha crispies and he just oh, when he's eating that go. cereal that's so good like i love all those scenes like he is amazing in that movie and that's one yeah. thing that you get from house again that you don't get in devils because in this movie he is so good again and he's only in two parts of the movie you mm. see him obviously at the start dragging the body prior to like all hell breaking loose yeah and then and then the, the again the pacing when we talk about like the return of doomhead i mean the return of tiny to save oh, the day and kill wydell is amazing like it is like the a thing jump is, out of your chair yeah. and applaud type moment like i love it so much well yeah you know you turn him into such a superhero that's mm. the thing that's so crazy because like you say um you know, no one thought uh, I wasn't even thinking tiny, like no. when watching this movie, I'm no. just like, well, you know, I just thought Wydell was slowly going to torture him all to death, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and then, you know, he's just like choking baby out and it just seems like this will be da- baby's demise. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and just to have it like, you know, Rob does this slow-mo kill in his movies, you know, the, the in-house, the, there's the, 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 the kind of OS waiting to fire the gun, um, yeah. which is an incredible scene. Yeah. I'm um, brother. Yeah, and then, like, this, you know, Wydell choking baby goes all into the slow-mo, and then suddenly you just have the looming shadow of Tiny. And you think there's going to be a fight ensue between them, mm. but Tiny just picks him up and snaps him like a twig, and I love that so much. Yeah. Because um, it's such a, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't like, deter from what Wydell was. It mm. just it just shows that, like, Tiny is the opportunist. Like, he, he, he seized his opportunity to perfection and just, yeah. just, you know, just owned him. And it was it was amazing, you know. And, and Tiny was like, you know, because if that had been Otis, he would have probably kept Wydell alive to torture him. And then maybe Wydell could have got free again. Mm. But that's not Tiny. Tiny is just like, I'm not going to fuck around. Like, I'm just going to snap your neck. 
Yeah. Um, and yeah, I loved it. I, yeah, Tiny, it, it's such a shame that, um, you know, I, I wonder how they'll treat Tiny in this. Like, mm. I hope he gets referenced in Three from Hell. Um, because yeah. obviously, you know, sadly, um, the character that played, uh, the actor that played Tiny passed away short, shortly after Devil's Wrapped, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very simple. Um, it's on the credits. It says, like, uh, rest yeah, in peace, Matthew yeah, McGorry. So. Yeah. Um, so such a shame um, because I personally don't think he should be in the movie, you know, three from hell. Um, yeah, having no, watched these not. again now. Because um, I think I may have said in a previous episode, like, I'd love to see Tiny, but but he is Tiny. You know, mm. we, we can't have someone else play that role. No, definitely um, not. I, I so want I, that to be his last moment as well, as, like, he kills Wydell. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. So I hope that, like, you know, they, they just, you know, they'd just be chilling in prison. They're like, I hope Tiny's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, and because obviously he walked back into the flame, in, you know, the burning building as well. Yeah. So... Yeah, exactly that, that felt to me like the conclusion like he saved them and then because the, the, they, they even say he's like uh are you sh-, like baby says like are you sure yeah. you want to stay here and then he just walks away yeah so like that felt oh, like the so definitive good. ending for him like it's amazing like, I, I just love the conclusion to pretty much all of the characters in this movie um like ken for as well we haven't talked about it, but inc- like i love his character so much in this movie like every line yeah. is just goddamn hilarious his his back and forth with michael berryman is so oh, good yeah. and so hilarious um and i love that part of the movie when they're staying I- his place you see remembering this movie i i thought i didn't like the the stuff with ken for mm. i thought that it was it overstayed its welcome and then re-watching this movie um it really didn't at all and yeah no. i completely agree i loved it the stuff with michael berryman when they go buy the chicken is yeah. just like you you need that relief after mm. what the the fireflies have just done to the family yeah um you know, you need something that's a little bit light. And then, like, I really enjoy, like, you know, just the fact that then it just transitions into their excessive partying and then kind of, um, you know, Wydell and the Unholy 2 show up and just, like, absolutely rip them to shreds. Yeah. Um, that, that's why I really... I think the conclusion to all the characters, because, of course, Ken's character, who kind of semi-betrays them, was kind of forced to, and then in the mm. end does come back to help Baby and then ultimately gets killed by Wydell. Yeah. I think all of the characters just tied together so well, and, and especially... Mm. The Unholy 2 are genuinely, apart from the main three, who, again, at the time had a good conclusion, they were the only ones where it was like, oh, we yeah. need to see them get their, you know, their comeuppance. Yeah. Um, and so I'm yeah, really glad that they, Danny's they, in the movie. Yeah, it is a shame that both won't be in the movie. Yeah. Because it wouldn't be great if they were, like, in prison and, yeah. you know, the, the, the rejects were just like, well, it's time, yeah, you just know time exactly. to level, <laughs> you know, even, even things up. It'd be great. Yeah. I know. Um, I definitely think that'd be awesome. But Yeah. This is interesting. Like, you know, obviously we've talked about the list. We've talked a lot about Three from Hell, but, like, mm. it's interesting because the, the three characters, neither of them, are, you know, they got overpowered by the Unholy Two because yeah. they're not powerful individuals, you know, they, no, they're opportunists and psychos. So, like, in a prison, I wonder how effective they could be, mm. you know, because they're going to be surrounded by, you know, hench people all around. And, like, we'll... You know, will they will they be able to have it? Will it be cleverly written if it is fully set in a prison? You know that that they get an oppo- you know an opportunity and that sort of thing. I don't know how it would work in that situation because mm. I feel like physically they'll be have people around them that are a lot stronger. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be an interesting one. I I mean, you know, we've we've hyped ourselves up more than we possibly could for this movie by rewatching his entire back catalogue. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that like you know the two previous movies that tie to it are our two favorite rob movies as well yeah. 
um so yeah like it's i feel like this is a good precursor for that movie it's a shame that that's not next week <laughs> because yeah. we're very very or far away it? from that um <laughs> so yeah we i think we should just re-release this episode prior to when free from hell does come out but yeah, yeah. I, like I say, it, this was a great ranking. I I, I really enjoyed doing this. I, I think I mm. hope you guys did uh, like listen to it as well because there there's a lot going on. Like I say, we've talked about Rob a lot on the show. We joke about it, but it's always just in passing of like little references. And so I think yeah. I think it's nice to get it on the table of like here's the things we really like, here's the things we don't like, and and so now you know going forward. Um, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I thought that was a really good one. Um, so yeah, shall we shall we take a short break and then we'll do uh, all our sort of Twitter questions and comments. Definitely. So yeah, we, we basically uh, put the call out on Twitter. Uh, of course, if you don't follow us already, it's at SHBpod. Um, basically asking for either questions, comments, or your favorite Rob Zombie movies as well. Um, so we've kind of got a mix of all three of those here. Um, mm. So we're just going to run through through those now. But I was going to say, just briefly before we delve into it, mm. like... Um, yeah, this this is our episode 100. Obviously, we've yeah. spent a long time talking about Rob, but this is yeah. our special occasion as well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when we first made this show, we, we did it for us because we yeah. wanted, we, you know, we've always wanted to do this with, you know, we love the genre. Um, we by no means say that we, you know, we know everything about it. We just have a passion and we love it and we mm. want to talk positively and um, had the hope that someone might want to listen to us. Yeah. Um, so the fact that so many of you do and that we've built, um, you know, a community of people that, you know, just talk about the positivity in horror and, um, you know, Twitter is the main place that we get to, to interact with you guys that listen to this show. Um, you know, I'm sure there's a much wider audience that's listening that we don't interact with. But, you know, some of the guys are constantly, um, you know, tweeting at us, you know, kind of, you know, Joe and Matt uh, in particular. Um, and a big shout out to our, to our buddy Tarn, who yep. just constantly has been he's been with us since the start of kind of, you know, and helping promoting us and getting us out here so massive thanks to yeah. him but there's like cat, cat as well and cat, I think, uh, cat Steven was another one. as well yeah um, and like there's so many yeah just so many interactions we have and we we love everything we're getting on the social media and um you know it it, it really humbling the fact that you know people are listening to what we're doing and you you uh, you know are enjoying it and um you know it gives us the drive to do 100 more and yeah, 100 more sure. after that um, um, you know, it feels like yesterday that we started and the fact that we're on 100 already is just nuts. Yeah, it really does. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely echo that sentiment. Like, uh, of course, special shout out to you guys because they're the ones interacting with us on Twitter. But mm. even if you're not, if you've never like gone on Twitter or anything, or just even if you've ever listened to the show, um, yeah. anyone who's ever left us like a rating or review or any of that stuff, just yeah. even if you listen to just one episode, if this is your first episode, like thank you so much for actually caring and wanting to listen to this because, like I say, we just did it for our own personal yeah. like amusement. <laughs> and the yeah, fact that people exactly. do care about I mean, it I is mean, like, crazy. Behind the, behind the curtain a bit like the second like when we first put this show out there i genuinely just didn't think we'd like anyone would ever listen to it yeah. and then like when you said like we had downloads i was just like what <laughs> and then like the, these downloads are just getting larger and larger every week and it's fantastic yeah. and like you say the people that there have been people that have you know spoke to us a long while ago and and obviously you know hope you're still listening and just any interactions fantastic and definitely if you've not kind of 
um rated before then you know this would be a great time just to kind of give us a rating it would be fantastic and you know hopefully boost us to a wider audience for the next 100 episodes yeah definitely um so yeah let's let's run through a few of these on let's twitter um so yeah the first one is from our boy joe of course um, who uh <laughs> so this is a question of course is to do with rob zombie because i know he's a huge rob zombie fan um he said how can we persuade rob zombie to do a remake of texas chainsaw and how amazing would that be um i think this is something we talked about on the show before yeah um obviously massively inspired by texas chainsaw um mm. i think like i was thinking about this question the other day and i think that obviously rob is a guy who's done the whole remake thing you know with yeah. halloween and i think that it's really great to see post that that he's done original stuff um, yeah and i was thinking about um adam wingard um mm-hmm. and how kind of you know we got introduced to this to the director uh, adam really early on with like mm-hmm. a horrible way to die in vhs yeah um, but then i feel like his kind of breakout hits were you're next in the guest which yeah. I think a lot of people really, really liked. You, you'd at least like. I think most people would really like at least one of those two movies. Yeah, um, I love and, your next man. And so, um, post that, you know, he done Blair Witch, which mm. we really liked. Um, I think again, rewatching it, it doesn't hold up as strong. Um, but the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. But again, that movie was like universally shat on by everyone. Yeah. Um, and then he did the Death Note, um, like sort of quasi remake or whatever for Netflix, um, which was always destined to fail. Like that movie, even if he knocked it out of the park on every level, like people just didn't want to see, um, you know, a live action version of that set in America. People People just did want it. Um, and so the fact that he's his last two and then now his upcoming movie, which is years away, is a Godzilla movie. And and so like his last three projects, mm. he's spending a vast majority of his time as an active, relevant director, essentially working on other people's franchises. Yeah. And, like, stepping on the toe. And I for me personally, I feel like I wouldn't want to do that. Like I think you're yeah. you've got way too much to lose. Like obviously there are certain people that are doing really well. Um uh, what's the what's the guy's name who did uh, Gerald's game? Um uh, Mike Flanagan. Yeah, I Mike believe Flanagan, it is. Yeah. Um like obviously Gerald's game amazing and he's doing uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, and I mean so... it's a bit different when you're adapting something that we've not already seen before, yeah. you know, like a book, you know, to to film adaptation. I think, you know, especially, you know, you, talking about Adam and kind mm. of his you know, we we've we've interacted with him on Twitter and his kind of, you know, open, you know, um, you know, anger towards kind of the way his movies have been received and disappointment and and you know it just seems frustration really Mm. and and kind of you know rob i think if he had like a social media presence back when halloween was all going around and was kind of actively putting stuff out there would have been the same and Mm. you can tell that rob was soured from it so yeah i wonder you know if he would go back to that studio kind of thing as well but then something like texas i think would be you know, it wouldn't be a crazy big studio thing. I mean, look at the the shite we've had with Texas. Um, yeah. I would love to see Rob kind of like have a take on another franchise. I mean, we've spoke about it. Um, you know, I would I would like to see it. I think it would be amazing to see a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I think kind of that family um, ever since one and two hasn't. I mean, there has been focus on the family, but it's not been interesting since one or two yeah um and i think like i would love to see rob's take on another crazy family but he almost remade texas chainsaw massacre with house of thousand corpses and devil's rejects yeah you know but it still would be amazing i um i don't think you know i don't think rob would be persuaded for it so Mm. but you never know man and uh joe should definitely check out 
the original Martyrs as well. Just read some <laughs> subtitles, dude. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, like just to bring it back, I, I, I agree. And I think that, yeah, would it be amazing? Absolutely. Is it something yeah. that I really want? Not particularly because, like you say, I think we've already seen his take on what that would be. It's something that I'd really enjoy. But we've pretty much seen it across a few of his different mm-hmm. movies. And I'm, I'm way more excited for like original Rob stuff at this point. Because, like yeah. I say, we've seen him spend a lot of years in his career doing the whole remake thing with very mixed results. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, for me personally, I would rather him continue you know free from hell is part of an established franchise but even looking past that i would be more inclined for something original um so yeah thank you very much for the question um this next one is from uh movie obulite i believe it is um who (laughs) says um uh which of the halloween sequels is an underappreciated gem this is going to be very interesting um a lot of halloween talk recently as well which is funny um they also said, uh, we're thinking of covering one for a Halloween special, and we're wondering which one you think tends to be overlooked despite being pretty good. Um, I'm sure we'll have probably some similar thoughts <laughs> on this one, so I'll let you go first. I mean, there's one that is just fantastic and is being completely overlooked since the uh, upcoming Halloween movie has been announced, and we've H4O. already mentioned it. It's uh, H2O. Mm. Um, Halloween H2O is one of my favorite kind of horror movies in terms of just one that I will throw on all the time i will if it's ever on telly no matter what point it's on i'll just watch it to conclusion yeah um it was a fantastic reintroduction to jamie lee curtis into the franchise she was incredible um i loved her as this mother that had built a life but that was still struggling with michael to the point because because obviously he only ever attacked her on halloween she was fine for you know 51 weeks of the year or whatever and it was just that one week leading up to halloween and the night of halloween that she was kind of you know messed up and kind of went back into that mode of kind of you know um you know imagining he was still there and i loved all of that stuff i loved that obviously she was imagining him but then he was coming back um you know having josh harnett as her son you know i thought he was great i enjoyed the school dynamic and having this kind of you know big campus for michael to hunt the 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 kind of you know kids on um i thought was great and um yeah i think it's the most underappreciated of all of the halloween remakes or sorry sequels yeah um, definitely definitely the one that you should cover yeah for sure i completely echo that like i think it's just it ticks so many of the boxes of what you want from like a good slasher um Mm. where it has like really interesting original kills as well yeah i think michael is like you say for me it's uh, it's just below rob zombies halloween in terms of his presence on screen and how much i enjoy it um i think he's really well done like he's this he's this menacing threat constantly throughout the movie um and also just a really fun ending like i really i really enjoyed it at the time and i still think it holds up i think obviously the fact that it got like this terrible sequel to this movie yeah it's one of the main reasons people don't appreciate it it's so funny that rob zombies halloween gets marred by his second movie (laughs) and and h2o definitely gets marred for resurrection because everything that this movie does fantastic they just shit on for resurrection and then people clump the two together and it it makes me almost angrier for this one than it does rob zombies because at least rob made those two movies like we can't (laughs) argue with that he did make them both yeah. Whereas, like, you know, I'm, I mean, to be fair, I don't know if the guy in the resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> but it does it does frustrate me. And, um, you know, kind of H, you know, H2O is is a great one. Um, I think I think a lot of them are uh, a fantastic guy. 
Um, yeah, I wanted to. I just wanted to add because I think H2O is our main answer, and uh, I yeah. think this is probably not in the spirit of the question. But Halloween Free for me, Season of the Witch, obviously, again, that's why I said it's probably not in the spirit of this because you're probably looking for a Michael Myers movie. But like, I love Halloween Free, Season of the Witch. It is one of my favorite horror movies by far. I, I always want to watch it around Halloween because it really evokes that Halloween spirit to me. Um, and it's such like it is just like a really cool Tales from the Crypt episode that gone like gone to the highest degree. Um, about this really cool story it has some really brutal like scenes in it again mm. the ending stands out for me so strong one of my favorite horror endings and, and like i say because it's the only one in this franchise uh, it's been a little bit bastardized over the years like it definitely has its fans i was um, gonna say i think it's got a lot of fans of. Yeah, yeah it does for sure but i also see a lot of people being like "Ugh, season of the witch like because obviously at the time when it was released obviously it's become like a cult classic but mm. i remember at the time it was definitely a case of like wait what the hell and then they immediately went on the train of now nah, let's just churn out michael yeah. sequels constantly um so yeah for me if it's if it's, it's probably not what you're looking for but i would definitely recommend that as well there's there's none of those movies that i dislike though because i really like four and five as well with daniel harris um not yeah yeah resurrection i hate yeah but i mean <laughs> all of the other ones leading up to it then like they're all so good um i don't think any of them are bad um like i say i think outside of h2o for me it is four and five because I, I really enjoy you know daniel harris's character i enjoy the journey that she goes on and it's it is almost like rob was kind of trying to do that with halloween 2 as well and it just mm. was crowbarred in way too late um but it was work it, it worked so well for yeah. h2o um sorry four and five well yeah the end of five um so yeah i love those movies as well but yeah all good stuff with halloween and i'm hoping more yeah um, so yeah thanks for that question um the next one is from uh, matt long time fan of the show thank you very much um he says this is a really great question as well i've already thought about this one so i, I can go first if you like if you need some more time yeah he i was said, thinking oh god damn it i saw this question and i haven't thought about it much. um he said <laughs> if you could choose any horror vr experience who would you have as the main character trying to kill you and what would be your weapon of choice um first and foremost thanks for asking a semi video game related question i think that's yeah. cool uh, yeah. to at least somewhat yes, celebrate on, the, on this episode um, yeah we do talk video games as well sometimes guys you know <laughs> yeah um like it or not <laughs> um with this question i think it's really good because first and foremost it's not something we've massively talked about but like horror vr obviously with with the films we don't really talk uh, like again with the, the the seven movies we just talked about not once <laughs> did we talk about whether they were scary or not um yeah. because it's not something that we're massively into like we love horror not because it's scary but if it is scary it's thumbs up it's an added bonus i just think yeah. it's very rare for us and, and with films and so with just normal horror games i find them way more scary than films in general um, yeah even definitely. playing some of like the, the saw video games were really scary and like moments in resident mm -hmm. evil games and stuff like that um just because oh, you're in like control of like, a, like yeah exactly like pt man like that's insane yeah um well, just because you, you, even when you're watching like these cutscenes, you know it's going to kick in and something's going to try to kill you. Uh, well, you know your character. Whereas when you're watching a film, you can just take a step back and be like, oh, you know, I'm, I can step out of this. Where you can't step out of a video game exactly because because you're in control of the character you just feel so much mm. in it but then when you combine that with with what with vr like vr is so terrifying mm. to the point where like they like say yeah. as someone who watches movies and I don't get scared by them i can't play most horror vr games they are so scary like even the first few hours that like, i played of resident evil 7 in it um yeah. was so scary and, and the only reason why i stopped was just because i wanted resident evil 7 to be a different experience for me and i'm so glad it was but i think that would have been an amazing way to play that game all the way through because it would have been absolutely yeah. terrifying and like a lot of 
video games are played like an Outlast or something, I couldn't imagine playing that on VR. Like, it's so scary. Yeah, it would, so it in would terms be of, not. In terms of scares and scariness, I think that's the future. Like, horror VR is is the way to go. Mm. Like, when we start, if we start ever getting to the point of movies being made for VR, horror movies are going to thrive like no end, like you've never seen before. Oh, it's um, going to be crazy. So, so it's going to be all... it's going to be a problem for me because I really <laughs> I really hope they can also create VR that doesn't make me want to vomit when I'm five <laughs> yeah. minutes in because I have issues with VR, man. Yeah, that for sure. Um, so yeah, to bring it back to the question, um, mm. main character trying to kill you. I was already thinking about, you know, what what would you want from that? It, would it be characters that you really like? Would it be ones that the the ones you find the most scary? Um, I think in terms yeah. of a video game, the one that just immediately sprung to mind, and I couldn't think of anyone better, um, was Pennywise. Um, because right. of course he is like this interdimensional alien anyway. Of course we know him as like Pennywise the dancing clown, but it itself can be many different forms. And I think for a video game, obviously it depends how long you want this like experience to be, but he could take so many different forms. Of course he takes like the form yeah, of I'm a thinking, giant I'm thinking spider. like a full, like full game more than exactly. like he said experience in the question, but yeah, I've yeah. got more of like a game, you know, a tangible size thing exactly and so pennywise i think would be a great person because he has so many different variants and scariness is um unexpectedness and so when you have a character who you never know what form he's going to take at any time i inherently find that scary and i think that's really cool Mm. um and then as far as weapon of choice uh do you want me to answer that as well or yeah go for it go for it i was just going to say to round it off because i think that with vr obviously um a lot of it is you you usually have like a touch controller in your hand and i like the ones when you're throwing your arms about like i think the dream which still hasn't been realized is like lightsabers would just be so much fun to use in vr um and so something like the lightsaber beats game yeah that's awesome um but yeah definitely a game where you're doing like sword fighting as well like really intricate sword (laughs) fighting would be great or like samurais something like that would be really cool um but i just think like a giant machete would just be sick because similar to like a fruit similar to like a a fruit ninja you know like it's it's fun to swipe those through and see them cut and so if you were in a game where you were just using a, a, a you know a massive machete and it was like you you precision yeah. uh you know slice down a body and it cuts exactly where it is that would feel fantastic in vr yeah. um so that would definitely um, be the two for me my my answer was machete as well yeah um, <laughs> but i'm not going to change it i'm going to expand on it a bit because there was a game um when the connect first come out there was mm. a, a horror game that came with it i can't i can't remember what the hell it was called now oh, um connect yeah the horror game that. and and that was um like a hack and stash fruit ninja style where you were slashing with weapons um and it it works really well um and it was done well so like a machete in a vr game um would would have been was my answer as well um Is it it's rise funny of nightmares that's the one rise of nightmares thank you like that did it very well um mm. the game itself just kind of was lame but the actual yeah. weapon play was fun and scary um yeah. just for a connect game so then mm. like to put that into vr um my answer for the for the villain is the same vein as yours i was mm. like uh, you know have this villain that you know you have like a, if you had like a jason or something they're they're you know it would be terrifying but they're they're going to be almost a one-trick pony yeah. um so i instantly thought my boy freddy krueger <laughs> yeah um you know, for the same reasons you chose Pennywise, because Freddy Krueger can be anything. Mm. So at any moment, he can do different things and scare you in multiple different ways. Um, you know, I kind of, 
I had this vision of Freddy Krueger reenacting the nun scene from uh, The Conjuring 2. Oh, right, yeah. Um, you know, kind of like walking as a shadow and then coming out as a painting, kind of, you know, as Freddy comes out of a wall as he's done in things and stuff. Mm. And, like, um, you know, I just want to be, like, I want a really good Freddy Krueger game that, like, scares the shit out of me. I mean, I just want good Freddy Krueger stuff, guys. You yeah. know this. That would like, be amazing gives, in VR as well something. if you had like a kind of like uh, a scene where you like you're just in a classroom, you know, and you're looking around, and yeah. you're interacting with the classroom, and then suddenly the the, yeah, the, the teacher's fucking Freddy Krueger for a second start to fade, yeah. and the screen goes black, and then you're just terrified in that darkness world with your VR headset on, knowing mm. that when you next open your eyes, your character has fallen asleep and all hell's yeah. gonna break loose. Like, yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, you know, the 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 thing that we always kind of say about these movies sometimes is like the characters fall asleep, and you're not necessarily believe in that journey where yeah that would just be terrifying like you just know that like the eyes have gone and and maybe they could you know sometimes it's longer than others and you know you can kind of really go into that and not know if you're asleep or not and yeah freddy krueger that'd be fantastic definitely so yeah thank you very much for that question that was a really good one um next i think we have a few different people saying they're um rob zombie favorites so we can just uh, (laughs) go through these real quick uh so joe again uh said 31 31 31 and so on um so yeah i'm pretty sure he's a big 31 fan yeah. i'm curious joe um have you seen all of the rob movies and, and if not definitely check them out um, yeah definitely obviously i know that you're a huge 31 fan but i'd be curious if you have seen all the other ones um so yeah thanks for that 31 is definitely a personal favorite of ours i'm assuming yeah. that's probably how you found this podcast as well <laughs> um uh, next up is Kat uh, again thank you for listening Kat uh, she says her favourite Rob Zombie film House of a Thousand Corpses um, because yeah. it's just the most fun um, and then she also said really enjoy the show it's helped me get back into my new horror may the quality of the genre continue um, well thank you very much for that comment like that was one of the main reasons as well why we started this show mm. um, I think I touched upon it before but like it was something that we were really focused on was like new horror getting out and seeing new films like a lot of horror i think is nostalgia driven and looking back on the past and it's fantastic to do that we watch old movies all the time um but we also want to see like the best new stuff and so that's what why the main focus of this show is always going to be new horror films Um, yeah i'm glad that that's got you involved in watching new horror films. yeah and that's awesome because that was our conscious decision because like you know this episode you know doing a retrospective talking about old stuff mm. is something that you can get passionate about and there are weeks that there are movies we watch that we can't get passionate about that are yeah. awful but we want to delve in there and you know sometimes do the hard work and stay you away from the stinkers but then also sometimes find that hidden gem that you might not have seen if if you know you hadn't had someone champion in it yeah so yeah, um, so yeah thank you very awesome much for that. um yeah. the next one is from uh, nathaniel uh, davis who says now this is a really interesting one um because to start with you're thinking what and uh, i'm really glad as well because i wanted someone to say some different movies and so far we have seen a lot of different ones mm. um so nathaniel said i'd say h2 and i was already like okay this is gonna yeah. be really interesting because yeah. i did want to hear from people that really liked that movie um he then went on to say, because it's just so strange, uh, Zombie has often shown more interest in the antagonist. And with this one, it seemed like he tried to make Laurie the bad guy by the end, but the studio said no, and the whole thing just kind of went off the rails. Um, and he said it's an intriguing mess, um, which I think is a really good comment. Um, I replied to this saying that I was glad to see it has its fans, um, to which Nathaniel replied, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. It's just such an interesting mess that I find myself obsessively watching it like a conspiracy theorist watching JFK footage yeah. um looking for clues as to how it went so so wrong um i think that's I loved, such a great way to yeah look at it. i loved his second response so much because yeah. i almost i almost was like maybe i'm gonna watch this again with that like <laughs> th- those goggles on 
like yeah. just to see the point that Rob like snapped. Um, because it is an intro. You know, we spoke about it. How like after this. Rob did kind of, you know, go off the rails a little bit. He he said he wasn't going to do any more horror movies. He said he was mm-hmm. done. And then kind of like with Salem, he kind of like went right back to roots with it. And it took a while. And yeah, like I would love to see like the, uh, you know, proper behind the scenes as like Rob's real thoughts on this. Yeah. And see exactly where it went wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I just thought that was a great way to look at it. Like I, I unfortunately just get super depressed when I think about Halloween yeah. too, but I also yeah. think oh that's a great way. So thank you very much for that comment. Yeah. Um next up we have Paul who just says simply House of a Thousand Corpses, uh with a nice little gift from Captain Spaulding. So yeah, thank you very much. A lot of love for House, which yeah. is really great to see. Um no one's saying our favourite so far, which is interesting. No, I know. Um Next up is Fairy Faye, who says, uh, got a soft spot for El Super Bisto. So again, another <laughs> different one. Um, she said, like Ren and Stimpy with horror monsters and boobs. Uh, some of the songs are ridiculously catchy. I mean, um, when you put it like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, of course, we talked about the songs as well, how much we enjoyed them. And like you say, they, they reference Ren and Stimpy there. Again, a show I've never watched. But if you're into that sort of thing yeah. and, and then you like that, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans for Super Bisto. Um, so yeah, it just again shows like I'm actually surprised we didn't get people saying Lords because I know there's a lot of fans of Lords. Yeah, it's um, like the only one, isn't it? Really? Yeah, pretty much the only one that didn't get love. And then the final mm. one um, is from Draw One Last Breath, who, who simply says it's got to be Devil's Rejects, uh, Baby Rules, Yay. hashtag Free Baby. Hashtag free baby. Um, so yeah, agreeing with us on that one. So yeah, some really diverse answers there. And again, thank you so much for everyone who's contributed either to this show or any show. And yeah. of course, to like to round it up again, just to anyone who listens. Like this, this again is a probably our, this has to be. I'm hoping this is our longest show ever. Um, it might it, be. It's, man. it's getting yeah. towards it. Um, but yeah, like thank you for listening because it makes this whole thing so much easier for us. Like we love doing the show anyway. If there was no people listening, um, but when we get these messages saying mm. that people really enjoy the show, like it just means the world. And, and yeah, just... and it's it's to the point now that we just want to build a community of positive horror fans because yeah. I think I think like there is a stigma that we. You know, the horror fans are just kind of, you know, negative. moan about things. If you've ever read the comments of, like, really um, disgusting, then you'll see Yeah, that. and, like, we very rarely get that. Most mm. of the things we get comes from a place of positivity. And we might have disagreements. Um, yeah. But we, we, you know, we, we'll, you know, vote, you know, kind of verbalize that and not just, you know, shit on someone else for a different opinion. And I think, like, I just want to build that community and anyone that listens, um, you know, just build it with us um you know talk to each other and you know let's enjoy the the thing that you know because at the end of the day we just we we love this genre and want to embrace something that we like and that's what all you guys are doing that you know if you're out there listening to a podcast about horror movies it's because you want to enjoy horror movies and good on you for doing it yeah definitely and hopefully we'll see a lot of you guys very soon uh, in fright fest um hell yeah but yeah that was that was the big one episode 100 um of course it does not stop here um our upcoming schedule looks really cool um next definitely. week we're gonna be talking about the first purge um which what what are your excitement levels like for this one Cause I'm i mean i'm just excited. excited we get a day and date man like yeah how surprising is that, that. like <laughs> I know that is like generally one of the things the I movie, get. But yeah. yeah, that is generally one of the things I get excited about with this show. <laughs> when I see it, and it's like, oh, it's not like we're not getting screwed this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. We're not getting nursed. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't. I'm just in the mood for a purge movie. I think they're dumb fun, and they do what they do. They do it fairly well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, and I feel that. like there's um, always a chance that it could elevate itself as well. 
yeah so for sure um yeah there's always moments of brilliance it's just whether or not mm-hmm. they like ever tied together um yeah. but yeah another movie as well i just wanted to briefly mention because we talked about on our upcoming schedule and it's kind of got lost in the shuffle but um that uh, netflix movie caliber mm. um came out last friday yeah i saw it's that definitely on our list so hopefully when there is a gap it'll be the first one we watch because i do want to check it out if any of you guys have watched it, it is on netflix now um let us know what you think if you think we should cover it or not um, yeah definitely. whether or not you enjoyed it um but i just wanted to put that out there because it kind of we hadn't referenced it for a few weeks and mm. i definitely haven't forgotten about it um it's just no, you know, got a lot going on at the minute with the with the bigger releases as it were um so yeah episode 100 Sh- should we keep going or should we just stop at 100 really i think we should keep going shouldn't we let's, let's do a few more i mean we gotta at least get the fright fest right yeah, and then, and then like episode one fifteen. Like, oh, Halloween. Uh, I mean, Halloween, we, I mean, we've got at least of... get from free to hell, right? Free from oh, yeah, hell. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Let's let's just do at least. Let's keep doing it, man. And then let's do how, another hundred. How, how it pans out. Um, but yeah, thank you, you guys, so much for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Anyway, shut up, I can't, mainly because I never could, how could I start that?